Welcome to the Sega Lounge, where we celebrate our love for all things Sega, including the games, the music, and the community. I'm your host, KC. Join me as I talk to different guests and learn more about their projects and passion for Sega. And learn about people's passion for Sega, we will. Hello, welcome to the Sega Lounge, episode 202. Hello, people on Twitch. Hello, people listening in on Radio Sega. My name is Casey, as it says here, and I'm the host. Thank you very much for joining me for another episode. This one is live, which we are doing, we have been doing for the past few months, doing like a one, at least one live episode every month. Um, and thank you very much for, for joining. Uh, Rafsik says, oh, this is live. Y yes, it is. It is live. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much uh, <laughs> for joining Rafsik. Um, thank you, Resident SD. We have, look, in the comments, Skill Jim saying hello. Hello, Skill Jim. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but oh, my not God. Skill Jim. Oh my God! Lime reverse. Oh, oh, oh yeah, sorry. I just like interrupted everything <laughs> and put the spotlight on me. I was just like, oh my God, skill Jim, long time no see. That's true. Exactly. That's no true. time on long see. I, it was just uh, yeah, it's just ago. just like yeah, yeah. We just joined yeah, and we chatted for a little bit yeah. Speaking of which, yeah. Lime, how are you? Welcome. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. How yeah. is you? I I'm is that great? May I ask you a question, Casey? You, you may, may ask you a question. You may. Are you wearing a new ring, or is this the first time I've just noticed it? My my ring, like my ring, my wedding yeah. ring. No, yeah. no, it's like it's been there for like the past thirteen years. So this is the first time I've I've noticed it. I don't yes, know. It's just like it I was like, oh my god, like it's a, like really a, shiny. a football player, like score a goal and no, no, maybe yeah. not. Maybe not. That's not the best way. No, I don't know. Yeah, but it's been it's the same ring since no, I the day I, I, I married. So yeah. Thank you for noticing, though. Thank you for noticing. Yeah. Welcome, Lime. <laughs> On that note, Thank you. <laughs> welcome to the Sega Lounge. Very nice Thank to you. have you here. Yes, yes. We also have. Very nice to be here. Yeah, we also have the aforementioned Skill Jim. Hello. What? Hello, James. Uh, what? He's in the chat and here. It's how does that Skill work? Jim, but how can Skill Jim be here, but also above there? I was here uh, yeah. the whole time. Oh my God! Magic. Yes, magic, magic. Oh. <laughs> Looking sharp. How's it going, Casey? Yeah, doing great. Nice Looking ring, sharp by chips. the way. Thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's new apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. Welcome, James. Always nice to have you on the show. Yeah, and uh, you know, newcomer to these live episodes, but long friend of the show and amazing Sega community member. One half of the Sega guys, we have Dan, the Mega Driver. Hello, Dan. Hello, Casey. It's uh, great to be on live. <laughs> I think it's the first live show I've done. So uh, exciting times. Yes, yes, exciting times, at least for us. Yeah, we, we're excited <laughs> to have you. If this is exciting for you or not, we'll see, we'll see. I have a Sega Lounge challenge. No, I'm kidding. No Sega Lounge challenge. No, no, no. I'm but uh, I've uh, got to say, lovely, lovely ring that you're introducing to the show as well, I must Thank say. you very much. Thank you very much. Yes, yes. And so that this is the panel we're working with, including my ring. <laughs> yes, and with this ring, I can call including Captain my Planet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, James and I can at least call Captain Planet. Yeah, have the yes, 
What are you doing? Kissing it. The power of Shenmue, and we'll call Captain Hazuki. I don't know. <laughs> okay, guys. So thank you very much for joining me for this episode of the Sega Lounge. For people listening in um, or watching, thank you for joining us as well. Remember to follow the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash the Sega Lounge to get notified whenever we do one of these live shows and the occasional uh, game stream as well. Really need to keep going with my, my Shenmue stream. See if I can get more winning cans or not. Uh, but yeah, but also if you're listening on Radio Sega, thank you very much for listening. If you're listening to the podcast version of this, thank you very, very much. Your support is very much appreciated. Uh, and with this, the, this panel of amazing guests, uh, I think it's time we start talking a little bit. Yes, yes, good job, good job, good job, Lime. Uh, I think it's time we start uh, with a few of the more recent and relevant uh, Sega news, uh, right, that we, we've prepared. So let's try to, to keep this brief, although we usually don't. Brief? Brief, because we have two actually more like main topics that we want to talk about today, which is um, Sega Forever and Sonic Superstars. We will share our thoughts on that as well. Uh, but we usually start with the news and wanted to address a few topics here. So the first bit of news is regarding um, a demo, which is out now, of an amazing project, an amazing port, Mega Drive port of R-Type, called R-Type Mega. Uh, or is it Mega R-Type? Mega R-Type, I think. I think I, I always switch this up. It's Mega R-Type. Am I right, Tim? Yeah. Yes, Mega R-Type, yeah. Yes, okay, okay. Yeah. So mind the the occasional mistake here. Um, so we 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 have actually uh, like a, a screen grab here of the, the page where you can actually download this, uh, this demo. I know for a fact that, Dan, you have played this. Oh, yes, we right? featured it on the channel. Um, we actually got um, the Robo-Z who's the, the talented creator behind this. Actually, uh, we were privileged to get an early version of this demo. He shared it before it actually went public. Uh, so we featured it on the channel. And yeah, it's it's absolutely magic. It's It looks and feels just like the arcade. And it has so many lovely little touches in there. Like uh, I think the, the stage five is actually the bonus stage from the Master System port. Uh, it's got the... It's got the Leo prototype in there. It's got all these options. You can play it as like the PC engine kind of resolution where the screen scrolls up and down, or you can have it in like the dimensions way, or you can have it the original arcade way. And yeah, when we first played this, we just couldn't get enough of it. And um, it's great now that the, the public can play it, but I think everyone's now just just hungry for more. I think it's, it's, it's definitely one of the best homebrew projects or best homebrew arcade ports that, that I've ever played by, by quite a large, large margin. I think probably Final Fight, make a Final Fight, it's probably the closest one to this, but this is just, it's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, it is, it is. So this is actually me playing this. Uh, I'm not <laughs> yeah. that great uh, at playing uh, shmups, to be honest, but this has an easy mode, which is what I use here. I'm actually surprised because even with easy mode, I, I recorded this uh, footage twice. So this is the second attempt. The first one, I died a lot. And for some reason... I, I don't know. Yeah, what for some reason, I just died a lot. No, I mean... no, for, for, no. For some reason, I I didn't die on this run. Which oh, okay. Is oh, there we go. Kind of amazing for me. Um, did I play on normal settings first? I don't know. I I thought I had the easy mode on, but um, 
This is as, as Dan was saying. Sorry? You just got better at it, Casey, maybe. Maybe in my sleep. I don't know. Maybe that, that happens, I think. Uh, and uh, th this is an amazing... It looks gorgeous. It sounds amazing. Right, Dan? Can you confirm? Oh, the, the soundtrack is absolutely amazing. Well, there's actually two soundtracks. There's... Yeah. Um, uh, I think it's uh, Cyber Deus has got an arranged soundtrack on there. And then there's like a, a, a Mega Drive version of the arcade original. Um, mm -hmm. And they're both phenomenal. I was switching between the two. I, I, it's like picking your favorite child. I just couldn't, I couldn't choose a favorite out of them. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. I'm I'm terrible at shoot 'em ups as well. So uh, first time I played this, I actually, as I say on the on the video on the Sega Guys channel, I actually played this like you are right now with the Infinite Lives on, and you can have instant respawns mm. as well. <laughs> so yeah, so you don't have to reset and go back to the checkpoint. You can just like die and carry on. It's almost like playing it on God mode, but getting to see the end, you know, getting to see all three stages, it's, it's, it's that's something worth doing. And then I just found myself going back over and over and over again. Yeah, definitely. Um, and actually, uh, that's a good shout. Cause I, I, uh, I only, uh, learned about the infinite mode. I think it's that it's in the page somewhere that, uh, and, and actually it's in the, the settings. It's obvious there, but I, uh, only after watching your video and you mentioned the, the infinite mode, infinite lives mode, that's when I, it clicked for me. Oh, I can play this without dying yeah. or having to respawn. I didn't die though. So <laughs> I don't know what happened. To be honest, I, I'm not good at games at all. And especially shmups. I lack the, the coordination. I, it's not like even a, a hand eye coordination. Like general, generally speaking, no coordination at all. I'm very good at like sitting down and doing nothing. I have the coordination for that. But other than that, no, no, I, I lack, well I lack the skills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a very, very good looking game. It plays really nice. The controls are tight. You can feel that this is actually like a, a very faithful arcade port of this, um, of a game that it's okay. Okay. So that's what, what, what it is like. Yep. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a, yeah. A, originally an arcade game that was released on the Master System. There was a, a Master System okay. version, but for some reason, for a system that had like every uh, shmup under the sun, it's kind of weird that we never got a, a Mega Drive version. It's bizarre, right? I mean, yeah, it came to the PC mm -hmm. engine, it came to the Master System, it came to pretty much all the home computers, you know. James played it on the, the on the Amiga. It had Commodore sixty four ports, Spectrum ports. It came to everything. I think I played the Spectrum version. Yeah, the Spectrum version is pretty decent as well. And uh, mm. out of all of that, it never came to the Mega Drive, which is almost like the home of the of the shoot 'em up. You know, yeah. we had all the Thunder Force and Hellfire uh, and so mm. many others on there. Truxton uh, and just never got our type. So this is this is right and a wrong. You know, <laughs> thirty years later, <laughs> is it yeah. on Game Gear? If it's got like a master system, I don't think it is actually. I don't think it hit the Game Gear. Obviously, you can stick your big chunky master system converter in there, but uh, it never got an official yeah. port. Not as far as yeah. I'm aware, anyway. Mm -hmm. Very good. So yeah, so you can download it now. Uh, it's got three stages. Which I think it's one, five, and eight, if I'm not mistaken. And then uh, I think after you beat the beat the game the first time in easy mode, I think it you you restart in a harder difficulty every time. I think, Ooh. if I'm not mistaken, yeah. That's and right. um, and it's at least it's fun until we have like the final, the finished product, which is going to be amazing, I'm sure. And go go show 
uh, the developers um, some love and download this this amazing demo. Recommended, definitely. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Moving on. Moving on. I was just like, this is the best footage I've ever recorded of me playing any kind of game. So I didn't want to. Did you even leave die that. then, Casey? I didn't see you die at all. No, I didn't die. I didn't die. That's amazing. Like it's probably like very easy mode. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> next bit of news. I think I'll I will defer this one to to James, uh, considering the topic. Okay. James, the next one, right? Looking. Yeah, the yeah, you can on the screen. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll I'll do it. I'll do it. Sorry. Okay, yeah, so this is an interview from Ezra Krabe, who um, works for IGN Japan. He's recently had a chat with Yu Suzuki about his 40-year history working at Sega back in the day on arcade cabinets of Space Harrier, Outrun, Virtual Fighter, um, obviously all these beloved classics. A little bit on Shenmue in there as well, um, but he also he, he goes into a lot of detail actually on um, some of his early work there. Um, that was a good bit, actually, just that little section on champion boxing. Mm -hmm. um, Ezra asks him, like, why was his first game a boxing game? And yeah. Apparently it took him, took him a moment to <laughs> think of the reason why. He, he couldn't remember that far, but, yeah, it's a really good read overall. He talks about virtual racing there, you can see on the screen, um, mm -hmm. and then obviously the, the first sort of 3D polygon-type games, fighting game, virtual fighter, how these things sort of originated, uh, how they got around sort of the sort of the lower end of the the hardware that they were able to to make these games for. Um, mm -hmm. So it was a really interesting read overall. And then it gets into some juicy stuff on Shenmue, where he starts talking yep. about how they designed Shenmue earlier, like um, some sort of um, procedurally generated elements that they they use, which was quite interesting. Obviously, we already knew about. Magic weather, magic room, rooms, uh, the magic maze stuff that they, they sort of made to condense those what would typically be huge and take up huge amount of space on a disc um, into very small chunks so they could fit all that. That's how Shemu actually is all, you know, sort of held together by a string on the Dreamcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he talks about how they use some some elements in the conversation work as well, which surprised me. So sort sort of like. Um, Ezra sort of asks, like, did these any of that procedurally generated stuff in obviously the amount of conversations that there are in the game? And Yu Suzuki says, like, not really, but actually they did pick certain words out, and there's like a series of different words that replaces with. So his example there is like, I go to Yokohama, I can be replaced with you, he, she. So they can form a lot of different sentences and conversation mm -hmm. structure there by, you know, all these different types of variations so you know kind of keeps it fresh every time you speak to a different character that's why they always seem like they've got something different to say mm. even if they're talking about the same thing it's because it's like procedurally picking a variety of words which i'm pretty sure is revolutionary for the time uh, mm. as, as well with, with all these mm. features and stuff uh, yeah. as we get further down the article he then starts discussing um Actually, what's this bit that's on the screen at the moment? I'm not sure, but he, he gets into Shenmue 4 talk anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's here. Which is so he talks about amazing. like Shenmue 3 after a lot of years. Yeah, a little bit anything. of Shenmue 3, perhaps. Yeah. Definitely go and check then... this uh, interview out in full because it's an amazing read. But yeah, he talks mm -hmm. about Shenmue 4, which um, dangles a little bit of carrot for us. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It doesn't sound like they're actually actively working on Shenmue 4. 
Yeah. Um, but he talks about some of the things that he wants to do. One of those is quite cool. He wants to do um, sort of like, um, what's the, the phrasing? Like um, flashbacks, like playable flashbacks. Mm-hmm. So instead of having, say, like a, a digest movie like he did for Shenmue 3, where yeah. it's like trying to condense the first two games' his story, yeah. he'd rather so, just yeah. let you play the game and maybe you'd bump into a cutscene and then that triggers a flashback and then you can play actually parts of the story that have mm-hmm. happened previously. So perhaps you bump into Landy and then, oh, you know, I remember that day. <laughs> and then maybe you can play Walking Back Home again and see the, the introduction to Shemu. Perhaps that, that could be his thinking. Mm-hmm. And then that causes Ezra to ask him about potential Shemu Zero, which you got the, the Accuser Zero that sort of kick-started that series. Um, and he's obviously talking about flashbacks. Does that sort of lend credence to, to, to perhaps producing a Shemu Zero? And interestingly, Yu Suzuki says that he's actually been thinking about it and he has ideas for Shemu Zero as well. So within the space of like two paragraphs here, we've got, you know, potentially a Shemu Zero and a Shemu Four on the cards, <laughs> which is rather exciting for a Shemu fan. Um, I know Matt did a video on this where he was sort of coming up with like like weighing up the positives and negatives. Negatives being like maybe if they're working on two games, how are they going to sell that to a publisher? You know, where are they getting the budget from to make two games? Um, perhaps, it, you know, Matt thinks it's probably best to continue the story yeah, rather yeah. than adding an, an additional chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm for anything, mate. If, if it's Shemu, I'm there day one. And actually, <laughs> yeah, I think, course. you know, it is. it might be a big risk, Shemu Zero, but if it comes off like Yakuza did, and then suddenly we get like an influx of fans, you know, potentially then you could be getting a four, a five, a six, <laughs> mm-hmm. depending on the popularity of the series from from uh, that point onwards. So it'll be interesting to see how it all pans out. But yeah, this interview gets the juices flowing, and uh, it's it's great to be honest, just to to read about Yu Suzuki's history again. You know, his forty year career is actually oh, amazing, wow. and I think someone like Yu Suzuki, he doesn't really get the respect that he, he sort of deserves there for having such a large. Yeah. Um, and amazing career. Yeah, I think it's down to in in more recent years not being as influential. I think that's that's actually mentioned in the in the mm. article as well. He's not yeah, as right influential now as mm. as he was before. So for us, like you know, uh, old timers, we remember the the classics. We remember his uh, the, the the amazing work he's done for newer mm-hmm. players. You know, it's yeah. A little well, bit what he contributed harder. to the industry, you know, yeah, first sure. open world game, first 3D polygon fighter game, you know, all these sort of world firsts. I suppose that he kind of invented genres that companies like, um, you know, cyberpunk is taking inspiration from almost. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, it was good to see him actually get the respect that he deserves in that in that article. It was a fantastic read, yeah. and you've, I think they mentioned him. You know that they were he was Sega's Miyamoto, and and to mm-hmm. be honest, he was. Um, we were talking about Virtual Fighter on the channel um, for celebrating his 30th anniversary, just talking about how that ch- basically changed the video game industry. Um, 
And I don't think, I think that's largely forgotten about. So it's good to see that recognized in the article. But no, it's, it was fantastic. It's got me, it's got me waiting for, a, I'd love to get a Shenmue 4. I'd love, I'd love a Shenmue 0. I'd love to see, I don't know, Fuxan owning a, a cabaret club or something. That'd be, a, that'd be, that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Two, two different arcs. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh, Amazing. That would be nice. Uh, obviously, we also have Air Twister coming soon by Yu Suzuki, right? Which, which that's I've, in the interview as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've recorded a bit of uh, iPad footage, actually, Apple Arcade uh, footage here. Oh, uh, I was I was mention as well. Sorry, yeah. Casey. He also yeah. mentions that they are actually working on a new game as well, which is uh -huh. um, probably the biggest news that I just sort of uh, went past there without even saying, yeah, but they are actually... It doesn't sound like it's a Shamu title, but um, a if they're making games again, you know it's amazing to see Yu Suzuki coming out with Air Twister mm -hmm. and whatever his next game is is potentially going to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like actually Air Twister. It's like uh, it's like a mix of Space Harrier and Panzer Dragoon in yeah in some ways. Right? It looks like, like that. Yeah, it is. It is nice. Uh, I'm not sure how it's going to play on consoles. Hopefully, even better. I was actually playing with the controller here, uh, and I was getting used to to it because I usually play with the touch controls, which I yeah, think is yeah. actually what in the article mentions mentions it. It's it was made for the touch controls, uh, not really for a controller. This version, the Apple Arcade version, um, but it's uh, I'd, I'd say yeah. so. I'd I just hope that it played like Panzer Goon or Space Harrier or kind of in between. I mean, that's what it looks like. As yeah. long as it plays like that, I'm all in, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah um, definitely. Love, play, love Space Harrier, love Panzer, Panzer Dragoon, so that's right mm -hmm. up my alley. You'll definitely get Panzer Dragoon vibes if you're using a controller because you have to, like, physically target over stuff with the controller. Yeah. Um, whereas, it, obviously, if you're playing on the Apple Arcade, you can literally just swipe your finger yeah, across swipe. targets. Yeah, mm. that's it. Yeah, yeah so that's... I'm getting auto vibe from it from the aesthetic and the and the, yeah. lock on, the way that the lasers fly around mm -hmm. definitely yeah. definitely it's uh yeah, so if you, yeah you, you, just, of, you just don't have, you don't have like an, a lock on button or anything you just like swipe the, mm. the the analog stick uh over the the enemies and it automatically locks on and then you just yep. press the fire but button once tap. and yeah. Tap for bullets, can't you? Like single bullets, I do. Yeah, 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 definitely. In fact, with touchscreen, for some reason, I do this. You know, when you're playing those old athletics games where you use the two, <laughs> two fingers like that, I sort of do that on the on the screen, and it, I don't know, it just makes me feel like I'm doing more damage. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Okay, so that's another. Oh, I got a rank A. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> may I just like ask a, yes. a question? There, this is like a very newbie question. Um, Apple Arcade. Um, I've never heard of that until like the recent days. To be honest, that's a completely new thing for me. I'm guessing you play it on like a the iPad, iPhone. Yeah. And Mac, yeah. Device, yeah, iOS and, and Mac devices. And Mac, TV. okay, okay. And Apple okay. TV, and Apple yes. TV. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you can use like a controller with these It's like it's a subscription. You, you can, yes, mm -hmm. yes. It's a subscription okay. service uh, for Apple devices. And yeah. In fact, developers, to get the game listed on Apple Arcade, they have to have controller support. So every game on the, the platform, you can play with a controller. If you've got one like a Bluetooth controller or whatever. Even if it's on an iPad, yeah, 
yeah, as, yeah. as Resident Destiny is saying, all games have controllers. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Wow. Well, okay, cool. I did not know this. This is yeah. absolutely new to me. It uh, caught my attention with something that we're going to talk about And later. don't quote me, but... Right now, actually. I've, I've read oh, okay. Well, there we go. Like... Sorry, James, sorry. <laughs> I read somewhere that they've got like 100 million subscribers or or a valuation of something like that, like, or maybe even 300, I don't know. Probably. I, I, I mean, I don't play Apple arcade games or mobile games that, that often, to be honest, but I do have a subscription because it came bundled with something else, with other services that I do use on my iPhone and iPad and Mac. So that's why I do have the Apple arcade uh, subscription. Otherwise, I would probably not uh, not be playing these games, but it's, it's nice to have. Mm. I'm yeah, just not... No, I'm not that big into mobile gaming, to be honest. So I tend so to over appreciate the games, users. but not for too long. I'm, I'm I'm calling myself out as well as not an Apple user. <laughs> no, uh, me neither. Yeah. Don't, don't touch Apple. So, <laughs> according yeah, to this, well, it's yeah. reportedly the most popular game subscription service. Okay. Wow! And I've That's never nice. heard of this. I've after I like it. I've never even heard the word. <laughs> Do you yeah, have an iPhone? Apple Arcade until Mine. like this past week. Have you got a? Have you got an iPhone? No. Okay. Yeah, that's why then. Oh, yeah, okay, and uh, and uh, Rav success. Uh, I remember Apple Arcade because of the Choo Choo Rocket sequel a few years ago. Yeah, Choo Choo Rocket mm. Universe came out on Apple Arcade and then died, uh, unfortunately. And um, and also, was it Team Sonic Racing? Oh, Team Sonic Racing is the yeah, is the and one they did that a Sonic Dash no, but Plus it's... as well, I think, right? But the the it's the same. Is it the same name, Team Sonic Racing on Apple Arcade? I can't remember. I think so. It's a, a slightly different game, I think, uh, or is it just Sonic Racing? I, don't, I, I can't remember. They came. They Let came you know. to Apple Arcade at the same time, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and then I think that one's still available and still playable. I'm pretty sure, right? Sonic yeah. Racing. Let's see what comes up. It's probably Sonic Racing. I don't have it here. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's literally called Sonic Racing. Yeah, just Sonic Racing. Says Sonic Racing. Racing. There we go. There we go. So I had no idea those two games existed. <laughs> yeah, Rocky Universe and Sonic <laughs> this Racing. Is all new to me. <laughs> there we go. To make that not reflect, yeah. guys. But yeah, you can see yeah. it. It's there. It's there. Just look for it if you're if you're interested in trying that out. Uh, yeah, so, and that brings us to our uh, next bit of news, which is uh, Sonic Dream Team has been announced. We have, like, the trailer here, the teaser trailer, I would say. A new Apple Arcade exclusive uh, 3D Sonic game. So, thoughts on this, guys? Maybe, Lime, let's go with you first. I mean, this this caught me by surprise, like without warning. I just see a trailer on YouTube, and it's a, a, a new Sonic game, and I'm like, "What is this?" And my 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 first thought was like, "Oh, this is just gonna be like like a touch game gameplay." Then, if it's on Apple, but I hear now that you can use a controller with it. That's why I asked. So, mm -hmm. like, this is starting to look like better and better i love the aesthetic it looks mm -hmm. very fun like the i i i i am intrigued but by the idea to just enter eggman's dreams 
Uh, <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> amazing. In particular, yeah. The, the way the way you said that that was that sounded a little bit creepy. That's that is the selling okay. point. I think you're right there. Man. That's what you do. Eggman's That's what you do. You 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 go into egg. You go into Eggman's dreams. Like there's a like there's a little taste of persona there. I feel okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe. yeah. I um I thought at first it was like an endless runner. It's hard light working on this, by the way, which, you know, the people behind Sonic Dash, um, Sonic Forces Battle, Sonic Battle Forces, whatever, which is like a little bit like Sonic Dash as well. Um, so I thought it would be an endless runner, but looking more closely at the, the trailer, it doesn't look like it because there are uh, at least boss fights, it seems, and um, the characters seem to be, you know, starting to move instead of always moving so it looks like they can stop uh so i don't know uh, yeah yeah yeah. i think yeah, it it's says... the, the bit with tails so here okay it looks like tails is stopped it's and then starts it. moving but the tails I'm is what sure. so i think it looks like he's not already moving let's see if i can looks like it he starts moving and jumping, so it doesn't seem like an endless runner to me at this this mm. particular bit of the trailer. But I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah it, it looks to me mean? like you've got freedom of movement in all directions. You're not you're not constantly being pressed forward. There's a lot of there's a lot of freedom. It looks like it looks like um, mm -hmm. you know a full on 3D Sonic game. It actually looks like you know some of the Sonic fan games that you see in the 3D space. Mm. Uh, it does look it, it looks really cool from the very very brief snippets that we see of it uh the, the the bummer for me is it's on apple arcade and i'm not gonna own an apple device anytime <laughs> soon so i have to wait yeah. i'll have to wait for it to to come elsewhere if it ever does which is mm -hmm. which is a bummer but but there we go hopefully the only thing we I can get a, a release outside of that sorry the only thing i noticed was it looks a little bit like lower fps like it's struggling in places like there's a little bit where there's a stutter um, i don't know if you noticed too. Not really, but maybe. It, it's like, uh, yeah, it does a little bit. Uh, Let me see. If yeah, I, can... I know what you mean. They say a game a gameplay footage. They say here captured on high quality settings. So that's worrying. Right. Um, if that's the okay. case, that's worrying. Yeah, but if they've got like a high FPS mode or something, that bit there was a little bit framey. Could I be. thought. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I kind of see it now. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it's it doesn't not, look, it doesn't look like smooth. Yeah. It, it's interesting is... hardlight doing this. Um it looks extremely ambitious for them. Uh, I don't know if they've had a huge growth in mm -hmm. you know team size or but uh, yeah, it looks it looks extremely ambitious for a uh, for a mobile for an Apple title from from hardlight. Mm -hmm. Um what's what's the date this is at? Uh 5th of December. Okay. James has got an iPhone. I'm going to have to get the Sega Holic to to tell me what this is like. <laughs> I need to yeah. find. I, I I need to find someone. With I mean, it. exclusives suck uh, wherever they are. To be honest, so it it, it they sh the games should be available everywhere for, so everyone can experience them. Absolutely. But but you know, it is what it is. It's about the money. So I'm sure <laughs> they had convince, a convince you to pick up an iPhone, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe a thousand pound line around. <laughs> if you're enough of a 
of a Sonic fan, maybe. Maybe that will convince you. <laughs> yeah, so if you don't my, my, get an my... Apple TV, uh, uh, a Mac, or something like that to play this game, you're not a real Sonic fan. That's true. Uh, That's the my, biggest my... takeaway from, from this. My love of Sonic, my love of Sonic and hatred of Apple, which is clashing right now. <laughs> my love of Sonic and my love of money, of or having money. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we 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 got six playable characters. Spectacular boss battles. It says here, um, in my sources, never before seen. Dream worlds. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I on, on paper it sounds like a a very cool idea we'll see in about a month i guess so stay tuned for that <laughs> sonic dream team uh the names keep went from superstars to dream team i don't know kind of suck but okay it is what it is uh moving on moving on and we're like trying to be i'm trying to be brief here so we we've uh, talked about i think last time we did one of these Without where we where we covered the news and stuff, uh, we I think reported on hyenas being playable at uh, Gamescom. Yeah. Well, about that, <laughs> uh, apparently, apparently hyenas is no more, um, and uh, Creative Assembly have been, um, you know, have uh, begun a redundancy process. <laughs> Sorry. Awesome. Disassembled. Dis- <laughs> Creatively disassembled. Well, well done. Well mm. done. Sad, but but good job. Uh, and they they announced this um, that you know uh, ending development of hyenas. This will result in job losses, which we've been seeing a lot of in the the industry these days. Um, so, any thoughts on on this? And apparently, by the way, th- this came um, in conjunction with a notice by Sega Sammy of like their restructuring in uh, you know everywhere. And they, yeah. this is a long, a long um, statement, but they talk a little bit about about how um, they need to consider measures to improve profitability profitability in European basis. So, yeah. uh, in response to the lower profitability of the European region, see that um, that kind of annoyed me a little bit because if you look at Sega in the last twenty years and the amount of misses that they've had in terms of games, mm-hmm. you know they've had the Yakuza games, but you know for for every Yakuza game, you've got about five Golden Axe Beast Riders or you know platinum games games which were fantastic but didn't really sell what really seemed to keep sega fluid for a lot of it was a lot of the pc space you know the games from the total war games the games from creative assembly the football manager games and that was they were always sure bets you always knew that they were going to perform they're always going to be up there at the top of the steam charts performing well or you know football manager on a yearly basis every total war game that came out then you know alienate isolation came out which was a modest success but you know it's very well regarded and for the european arm to be spoken about like that as in it's underperforming in this in this scenario in this one game isn't meeting expectations, so they're basically being gutted. Is uh, it just feels really unfair? 
to the European arms. Uh, and that was my first reaction on reading that that note from Sega Sammy. Um, that they owe, I, f I feel like one Sega owes a lot to those European operations. And uh, they're just being, you know, you know, now they're not, now now that Sega seem to be doing a little better, you know, Sonic's selling record numbers, Yakuza's at a record high. Um, they're kind of being tossed by the wayside. That's that was my feeling on it anyway. For sure, yeah, I'm is right there with on that. Yeah, yeah. There, is there, there any is, repercussions there. for like those are the franchises you just spoke about now with job losses? Like, are they still going to do another Football Manager, for example? Or is Oh yeah, they they are. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it seems like like Creative Assembly are they're being downsized, but it's just like the hyenas mm -hmm. team. I imagine that right, going, right. and they'll just be yeah. they'll just continue to be the total war factory rather than being mm -hmm. allowed to expand and do uh, you know another alien game or uh, a, 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 a game like hyenas or even I don't know if they'd ever get the opportunity to work on the Halo franchise again. But it just yeah. seems like they'll be like, no, you're a total war, and this is all you do now. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. yeah, probably, probably. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. I wasn't really that excited about hyenas. Actually, I was excited at all. But it's sad to see people losing their jobs. First of all, and yeah, I'm with with Dan. I, I think it's really unfair to Creative Assembly for one because they've been doing a, a great job throughout the years of. I mean, carrying some of the weight <laughs> in terms of Sega West operations, I think. Um, I know PC gaming isn't as big in Japan as it is in the West. It's starting to pick up, but but not not you know in the way that probably it is here. But I, it it kind of I don't know. I I don't like this uh, term of. Um, lower profitability profitability of the European region. I. I don't buy it, to be honest. I don't. Yeah, think... I have a thought about that because there's something that confuses me about this. Because they they go further into that, like uh, the reactionary decline from the stay-at-home demand in COVID nineteen and the economic downturn due to inflation in European European region. And I'm mm. like, COVID was worldwide. I'm pretty sure correct me if i'm wrong but the inflation was not like europe only so they're mentioning things that are not specific to europe but still pin it on europe i, I don't understand that so maybe it is uh, is it are they trying to um, prepare for harsher times uh, and so are they doing this like in advance, preparing for uh, lower profitability in the future? Because I don't see how the European market is less profitable if they, uh, if we have like Football Manager, which is huge. If we have the Total War games, like Dan said, and other PC titles, which I'm sure are bigger in Europe than other parts of the world. Is it like a preemptive measure of sorts? I think I think, I think you see it. it. It's weird that they single out Europe in this, but I think it is something that you see in industry-wide and worldwide. You know, we had the news this week about Bungie um, mm. and Insomniac recently. Uh, Xbox went through that its round of redundancies a few months ago. 
Um, it does seem like it's something that the whole industry is going through, sadly, at the moment. I, I think it's I think it's the, the the wording of this and the 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 noting out that because I don't think do Sega have any significant US studios. I don't think so. If, I mean, I think so. Re- Relic are Relic are European based as well, aren't they? I think they're all like Relic, um, Creative Assembly, team. Hardlight. Sonic Team is yeah. that sort of that feels more American to me. I think that's still yeah. I think I the think... marketing, the marketing part of it, and and you know, like they have collaborators in in the US, but it's still Japan yeah, based. I think. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's it's it's. It feels like it's diverting and finding a reason to focus on Europe for its redundancies rather than Japan. I don't know whether it's easier to downsize in Europe or whatever, whatever the reason. It it does seem really unfair to me, um, focusing on Europe. Indeed. I mean, if if they could have, like, mentioned Europe-specific things, then, I mean, sure. But the things they mention are worldwide and not specific to Europe, but still they pin it on Europe. I, I don't understand. Yeah, maybe they they Let's think it, they will affect Europe uh, more. Yeah, maybe in a way, right? Maybe, maybe that's it. it. Maybe it's preemptive, as I was saying, and not really reactive. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Okay, so and on that note, on that same note, but not really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sega says development of its Segways. first super game is progressing steadily, and they plan to release release e, release e, <laughs> the blockbuster to Europe. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> they plans to, oh, to release the the blockbuster title by March 2026. So if you remember this, I I I, I didn't remember actually uh, when when Dan. Uh, tipped me about this before the show. I was like, the, the what? The super what? The super game. Oh, yeah, I seem to remember th- something about that. So they uh, announced it in May 2021. Like multiple, the project will spend multiple AAA titles that cross over Sega's comprehensive range of technologies and go beyond the traditional framework of games. Uh, what this means exactly, I don't know. Uh, but... They have. They wanted to. They want to release the game uh, by the fiscal year ending March 2026. So by 2026, we'll have this super game um, ready, apparently. And it has. Um, and they said that <laughs> they would consider investing up to a hundred billion yen, which would be apparently uh, in November 2021. Eight hundred and eighty-two million dollars over the next five Yikes. years. Yikes! Okay. Yeah. So, considering the fact that it's like they say that it spans, uh, like, uh, how do they say it? You know how they put it? Uh, they go beyond the traditional framework of games, crossover Sega's comprehensive range of technologies. So. Considering this, I can see how they would spend a lot of money, but like one, like almost one billion uh, dollars. Maybe see, I, I was, I was trying to remember. I, I probably won't be able to find the article now, but I think the that the super game 
quotation marks mm-hmm. is actually multiple games. It's a project spanning multiple games rather okay. than a single game, which kind of explains the yeah. absolutely gargantuan budget that they're assigning to this. Not completely. It's still, yeah. you know, you're still looking yeah, at yeah. at least a yeah. hundred million, two hundred million a game, depending how much, mm-hmm. how many mm-hmm. games they're planning to make. Um, it's yeah, seeing that this so soon after the whole hyenas thing it's uh yeah it's leaves a bit of a bit of taste in your mouth doesn't it um why would you make multiple and not just try one yeah sorry yeah Uh, yeah Uh, (laughs) i don't know i don't know and uh, this was i think at the same time that they told us about like the plan to make movies based on their ip and Mm. stuff so could this be since they they say that it spans their multiple technologies? Could these be like several titles in terms of games and also tie-ins with movies, perhaps? Do Possibly, movies yeah. like typically have big budgets, right? Especially if you're doing yeah. like a John, is it a John Woo Streets of Rage or whatever? <laughs> yeah, possibly. Uh, yeah, but I, think, I don't know. I think that it's. They're partnering up, partnering up with Microsoft, aren't they, for this? That was another thing from another article from a year or two back, where mm. they actually using Microsoft as Azure servers to underpin a lot of the technology in this. We still got absolutely no idea what this super game is, apart from it's expensive and apparently cutting edge. But <laughs> <laughs> well, they say in the article, a super game involves the concept of a game that stands head and shoulders above normal games it's a new choo-choo rocket that's why it's super (laughs) (laughs) yes that is how they define it what a normal game is i have no idea Rafsik says, can't wait for my triple a fighting vipers (laughs) open world (laughs) spinoff oh i'd buy that day one could be i don't know it's it sounds like too much and there it seems like they're trying to hype this up uh, a lot, and I'm not sure what's gonna come out of this. Um, I don't know. I think like they 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 say something at the end of the the article that that I think like might be a clue about about all of this. Like it like the quote, I encourage stakeholders to look forward to the fruit of our efforts. I think this might be um, getting the the hopes of stakeholders up or getting more stakeholders or like this whole thing like might be to get more investors um, yeah. yes like investor indeed. talk money mm. talk does it say rpg has changed forever anywhere <laughs> <laughs> yeah question i, I think uh, it's this... a new echo the dolphin game yes i'm sorry <laughs> this might also be like a n- n- new big question, but they keep uh, coming back in the article to R and D. Yeah, so they're research R&D and development. They're, 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 if if they're if they're uh, like trying to research use, and development. Okay. Mm. Yeah, if they're using different technologies, like Dan mentioned, I, I remember that news as well. That bit of news about they using Microsoft's cloud technology or something. I think um, so. Could be, I, I'm not sure if, the thing is, we want games that we can play on our systems, right? It doesn't matter if they're using like a lot of complicated technology to get them done. Um, and I think it's 
a little bit too much. I can uh, see what they want to do because if you look across the industry, you know, say, say the Sega that obviously a few a lot of us fell in love with was the console maker Sega, the, the Sega that gave us Shenmue, you know, at the time the most expensive game ever created, a game that it was the super game of its time, wasn't it? And yeah. if you if you if you look at the industry now, you've got you know Sony constantly pump out triple A, quadruple A games. Microsoft are, are trying to. Nintendo have always got that higher quality. And then as a, a third party level, I know Activision, I guess, aren't third party anymore. But you've got Call of Duty, and then Namco mm -hmm. have got Dark Souls games or Elden Ring, which that was in effect kind of a super game in terms of the scale and its worldwide success. And you got if you're if you're if you're Sega and you look at your legacy, you kind of think that Sega should be in there with that kind of you know, selling yeah. ten million copies, earning that much money, that they, they yes. should be that level. And I think it's, it probably time. is a play to be back in, you know, with the big boys playing with, with the big games, being on game of the year list, selling tens of millions of copies. I think that's where they want to be. Because um, sure. it's, it's big, because Sonic's not there. Sonic sold three, three and a half million. It's the best selling Sonic, Sonic Frontiers, the most best selling Sonic game in since Sonic Heroes. And it's not huge numbers. It's not Elden Ring numbers. Uh, yeah. Same with Yakuza. It's st Yakuza still where, or Like a Dragon is still, the superb games love them to bits and they're finding success, but they aren't blockbuster titles. They're still quite niche. Yeah, that that's what, what they're aiming for, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I just don't know how they can do it. Um, is it is it a new is it new IP old IP and it's if it's it kind of hard it's kind of hard because you know it's it's, it's really gonna be a to Sonic game up. it's gonna be a very very <laughs> expensive it's gonna be Sonic, Sonic Man Sonic Man <laughs> like you gotta think if it was GTA a simple style game. Sonic Man yeah you gotta think if it was simple throwing money at it people would have done it already. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be a very expensive and awesome Sonic game with no bugs <laughs> whatsoever. There we go. I mean, <clears throat> it's got getting a lot of attention and eyes on it just by it being a super game. Do you know what I mean? Just, just the the, yeah. the whole concept. That's what is, worries me, mm, right? We're gonna they're, they're, they're hyping up, hyping like, this up too much. <laughs> yeah, it, it you know it needs to be amazing, doesn't it now? Yeah, it, yeah, that's it, and it's gonna be like underwhelming. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> here, oh, this, this is the is super, super game. Even even reviewers will be like that. So like, oh, so this is the first of those super game uh, things that Sega's doing, and quite honestly, uh, it's underwhelming. And it's a card and game. Uh, true. Too much and water. If the first one sort of tanks, then that kind of like as a. A, a, a sense of like a, the others. a domino you know, effect, whatever. right? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Anyway, we don't know what this is yet. Could be, like Rafsig is saying, uh, NFT. I don't think so, but could be. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, yeah. people are have been moving on from that, so hopefully that's not it. Okay. And so that's the news. But I think uh, as a nice segue into our next topic, one of our first main topics. Um, we've mentioned the hyena situation. We've mentioned this super game situation. So they're <clears throat> uh, firing people. They're 
doing budget cuts, canceling games. Is this related or not? But my question, guys, is what's happening with Sega Forever, right? So to, to provide a little bit of context for, for this, um, the, the Sega Forever games that were still available um, have been deleted on iOS and Android, right? Uh, some already have like an end of service uh, notification. Um, I don't know if many people were still playing these Sega Forever versions of games, which were, as time went by, uh, they were affected by a change in policy of in, in within Sega Forever. They, I think, they were better to start off, or they started off better than we the, the versions that we have now. Uh, in some cases, um, but they have been delisted. I don't know if you guys played these games regularly or at all. When they first came out, I played them, and then, like you say, they they did get progressively worse because they started implementing like. In Sonic One, if you die, you needed to spend a coin or something to, <laughs> if you want to continue. Otherwise, you had to play yeah, from the start. That's of the game why I again. don't play mobile games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate yeah. that. So, oh. uh, Comic Zone, Altered Beasts, Fantasy Star Classics, Revenge of Shinobi, Vector Man, Decap Attack, Eastwatt, Restar, Space Harrier yeah. Two, Beyond Oasis, Gun- Gunstar Heroes, Dynamite Heady, and Afterburner Climax. Um, I still remember like the original trailer that they were promoting this, and it, it made out that they were going to eventually release every single Sega game yeah, ever. <laughs> so we were like yeah. getting excited. Oh, that means they're going to be doing some Sega Saturn games, Dreamcast games, and then you know we kind of didn't get any of those, did we? In fact, Afterburner Climax is probably the only big surprise out of that whole list there. Um, yeah, that, that actually got a port. Yeah. Resident Don't says, you show that. Lime, you should get an Apple Don't Arcade subscription. <laughs> was straw, I was, I was, I was, I was specifically not mentioning that and did not give that any attention. <laughs> but um, for me, okay, this is bad. This is bad if if you guys play this. We have apart from maybe Afterburner Climax. Uh, I think we have all of these games, better versions of these games elsewhere. Sega A-Ages versions, the Steam versions, the the compilations, yeah. the Mega Drive minis. So they're available. Afterburner Climax is probably the biggest, uh, you know, biggest news here. Cause, and there's a virtual tennis game, which I'm not sure if it's still available or not. I used to play that a little bit. Um, yeah. But other than that, they, and maybe Crazy Taxi. But you have you have crazy taxi elsewhere. Uh, so this is not really my biggest concern. My biggest concern is this, uh, which was uh, very well described in this feature article by Damien McFerrin on a Time Extension, which is a very nice website. Uh, you should definitely um, check it out. Um, they spotted, and I'm sure many of us had spotted that already, that the Sega Forever account, so... Again, to provide some context, Sega Forever started uh, being like a way to preserve games and release them on uh, phones and stuff. And then they switched gears uh, and they stopped releasing the Sega Forever line of games and stopped being more about uh, the preservation of the history of Sega uh, with 
social media posts, sharing never before seen concept art and information and uh, videos and stuff. However, uh, the last time that uh, the, the, the account had an update was August 21st. So that's mm. over two months from uh, ago, which um, got picked up by, by Time Extension and by many fans in the community. Um, and we never heard from Sega Forever again in terms of like social media. Um, so what's up with that, guys? So, so James, what's up with that? <laughs> what yeah, did James. you do, James? No, nothing to do with me, guys. You tell us that. <laughs> what, 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 what. Not to put it you is, on the spot, is. James, but what did he do? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's a shame, really, when you think about it, because is all this stuff sort of linked? That's kind of what you're getting at there, Casey, right? Are you going through that the hyena situation, the super game? You know, are they potentially cutting costs in certain locations? And is one of them going to be the Sega Forever uh, preservation sort of outlet? Which Danny Russell, who controls that account. Um, you know, he's been sharing photographs when he gets like a, a stack of discs from the old Sega archives and everyone, you know, we we all as old school Sega fans get really excited when we see that sort of stuff because we want to see stuff from our childhood that went into these games, you know, early concept art, um, perhaps like music that never got used. Um, hopefully Shenmue on the Sega Saturn is a disc sitting somewhere that, you know, we'd hope that eventually these discs and these sort of things could be archived and preserved and, you know, sort of maintained and brought to, to the, this sort of digital era because this sort of, these these things, these relics from Sega's past, they're not going to be around for too much longer, really. You know, you've got your disc rot. Um, I know Danny Russell, I think when he first had a stack of discs, he made the mistake of, like, just picking them up or, or pulling them out of a sleeve sleeve or something, and some of the data came off because it was, like, stuck to the plastic um, sleeves. I'm sure that was, like, one of the first things he, he said when he was talking about um, getting his first sort of batch of Sega history. But this sort of stuff's not going to last forever, guys. So it's like this was an exciting thing out there to, to, to preserve Sega's history and like the, just this stuff, man. I got really excited when I saw this and especially, you know, I, I didn't expect to see it at EGX. It was at EGX as well. And, you know, mm -hmm. I took photos with Matt with it uh, in front of it. And it's just, as a kid, I went to Sega World. I seen the statue as a kid. It's just, it doesn't make sense that it's like, it's there, it's the same statue. <laughs> and that's because people have gone out of the way to preserve things like this. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and and Danny uh, above everyone else is like really passionate about this this kind of yeah. stuff, and and it's he's the he's the perfect guy for the role because oh, he's sure, a passionate sure. Sega fan. You yeah. know, he actively wants to preserve this stuff because he mm. wants it himself. You know, he wants to see the the history of Sega that he he grew up with. Mm. Um, so he, he's the the perfect guy to be running such a thing and. Hopefully they haven't taken it away from him or, you know, budget budgets and all this sort of stuff of, of, of sort of canned it. I don't know if it's on the cards, if it's been in talk somewhere, but I'm but, an but advocate it, it, for it. I, think. I, I, need, I, need to, I need someone to explain this to me. How does this impact uh, their budget negatively? 
I don't really yeah. see it, to be honest. I, I mean, like restoring a statue like this obviously, obviously has a cost. But like the, mm. the things that Danny usually does, and I know he has um, uh, Arlen from the Sonic community also contributing with, with some stuff. Um, but the things that they usually do, like sharing anniversaries uh, of mm -hmm. games and like concept art and hidden things that we never, that was never seen before. How does that really impact the company's budget negatively? I don't think it does really, because I think, and you know, overall, even if they're not getting an instant gratification or an instant monetary sort of um, compensation from whatever Danny's doing, it's it's keeping fans active it's it's keeping goodwill with fans you know what i mean it's it's sure it's, you know it's it's just keeping an active sega community even if there's no numbers to go with it it's it's got to to contribute somewhat to you know our nostalgia so when they release a, a sonic mania plus we we've kept that nostalgia from this account you know this account's mm -hmm. feeding our nostalgia in a sense and you know, just something so simple like this potentially goes a long way and you might not see what it's actually doing to fans, but we're actively talking about it now. You know, it's a, it's a, a damaging thing if it has been, you know, taken away from us in yeah. a sense, because then, then it sort of makes us feel a bit then negative on, on Sega as a whole. It's, it's like having the opposite effect, you know, when you see a brand new image that you've never seen before, you get a little bit of excitement, you get you, you sort of Sega juices flowing again. And then, <laughs> oh, you know, I might go buy a, a Sega game. Who knows? Who knows what a, an individual actually does from seeing something like that. But, you know, at the moment, we're sort of down and out and, you know, I don't know, maybe it turns people away from Sega games. <laughs> no, they, they even share stuff about Shenmue. Exactly. Look, Shenmue 2 was released. 22 years ago. I'm going to go buy another copy of Shemi right now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Sega. Bring it yep. back. Yeah. Um, anyone's got any other thoughts on this? No, it's just it's just bizarre. It just feels like self-destruction from, from Sega. And they're, they're, the, they're the worst. And we, we recently did a topic about this on, on the Sega Guys podcast. And we had a very similar discussion with the Sega Shiro guys. Um that Sega just don't seem to give their own legacy and their own history enough respect, and that that in turn just leads to it being forgotten by the by the wider by the wider industry and wider fandom within the hobby. You look at all these best of lists that you see. I mean, Edge did one recently, and you have people doing them for all, all sorts of outlets, and you only ever see what free Sega games on there. You get probably Shenmue, Virtual Fire, and something like the Hedgehog. And no one ever seemed to mention all these other fantastic Sega games that are out there, probably because they don't know about them or they've forgotten about them. And it just feels like Sega are kind of missing the trick here. One, because they really should be harping on about this fantastic legacy that they've got and bringing people in. But if you get people invested, whether it's you know us Sega veterans that are probably still going to buy the stuff anyway, or whether it's you know getting new fans out there that are going to come and play the games. I mean, you just look at something like like a dragon uh, Gaiden, the man who erased his name is playing big on the fact that it's got uh, a version of daytona usa 2 on there um which to people of a certain age like, oh my god amazing but people people younger than 30 are like well 
why do I care about that? Well, Sega or Forever was a, was a reason to make people care and understand the significance. And now they've lost that tool. And it's like, what what was the cost of of keeping that social media account active? You know, even if Danny was just mm-hmm. doing, you know, a, a tweet or, or, or two a day, you know, the fact that it hasn't tweeted for months is, is it's alarming, really. And you've got to wonder, you know, and imagine Danny would probably want to keep tweeting if he had. So it's, it's, that's the thing. Has someone stopped him? Has someone told him not to? And we know he's... He's still working at Sega, but yeah, yeah. What, what, what's what's is it a new direction? It's it's just alarming and worrying. Um, yeah, especially when Sega really should be banking on some of that legacy stuff. I mean, they've got legacy content coming out all the time. As I say, the the arcade games and the Like a Dragon games, Infinite Wealth has got arcade games in it. They're still releasing uh, retro content on the. Uh, switch online extension mm-hmm. uh, package so it's in their interest to keep people excited about this why aren't many consoles as well yeah yeah, yeah. i mean if if i if i were a, like a a younger person like discovering these games through for example i i think that the best way for a, a younger person to discover these classic games is like playing uh, or having a Nintendo Switch online subscription, having like the the, the Mega Drive uh, pack of games, and you know, oh, there this Shining Force thing. What is it? And then I want to know more about this. Let me just like look online. Oh, there's an account that shares like bits of information about Shining Force, about Panzer Dragoon, about Shenmue, about whatever. So maybe there's more to learn here about this game and this company. Maybe I should look into playing more games and i don't see this hurting sega um in any way quite the contrary obviously but um we can only speculate about the the reasoning behind <laughs> apparently cancelling these kinds of, of posts that that tenny has been doing and that's a little bit um not just the posts as well but even the the videos, um, I know there was work on uh, like a lot of series of videos um, about Sonic, about other kinds of content, about um, the Sega community in different parts of the world. I know there was work done on some of them and they haven't uh, been released for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if that's part of the, the whole let's just shut down Sega forever thing. Yeah. Strange, isn't yep. it? The only thing I mean if you the only thing you can hope for is that it's basically a reboot because I was same as same as you guys, same as you, as you Jim. I was so excited when Sega Forever first launched. It was like, oh, we're going to get Dreamcast games, Saturn games, we're going to get everything on here. And in the end, it just ended up being the same old Sega Mega Drive games that we've already had on about a dozen collections. And then they made it worse by, you know, adding all these microtransactions. And I've got, I had a few games. Um, I got, you know, I was playing Fantasy Star 2 for quite a bit. I got quite far in that until they introduced the mobile stuff and then it just kind of turned me off it. And imagine engagement on these is really low now. Um, it probably, delisting the games is probably the, the least concern on here. And I'd hope that, you know, delisting the games is just something that they're going to come back and say, all right, we just need to relaunch this, get some classic Sega content back out there, freshen it up. Whether that comes to pass or not, we don't know. I mean, we, we all know what Sega's like. 
it, it could be the worst, but you know, small hope of me thinks maybe this is going to be a reboot, a refresh that that whole brand it, that, from the games perspective, you know, the socials part was fantastic. The games themselves on the mobile stores were were poor versions of those games. So, oh my god, we'll see. Sega Forever, the new super game. Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> well, That'd be cool. Ooh, that was Sega nice. Museum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, I think from, a, should do from that. a preservation that... point of view as well. This was such an amazing way to preserve the history of these games. We, we've talked about this before, right, guys? But, you know, you don't see, um, like, companies themselves uh, do having specific social media accounts or whatever projects that specifically uh, try to preserve the history of their IP. Mm-hmm. Um, they either release new games or remastered games or re-released games that they've done before, but like sharing information, sharing uh, archival footage or pictures or whatever material is not something that you see very often. So for once, Sega, we're doing a good job on this. And now seeing this not happening anymore is like disheartening. Well, you're scrolling through your Twitter feed and you've got all this negativity and then, you know, you you stop on a picture of, you know, some concept <laughs> art of a game that you used to love as a kid and, you know, it's, it's just a nice nice thing to see, isn't it? Yeah, for so, sure. Mm. And like Dan was saying, they should all be working in unison, these things, because the Sega Forever account can contribute to whenever they come out with the next mini console because then it's, you know, these, yeah. they all work together like that. I, I always feel like there's a lack of, like, working together in these different mm-hmm. departments. You've got the Japanese side of things that sort of dictate this, and then you've got the European thing trying to do some nice things, and, you know, you don't see eye to eye for some reason. It's, it's been the same story for about 35 <laughs> years. <laughs> yeah. Sega, sure. Sega, Sega, Sega not getting on. Sega not getting on. Sega of Japan and Sega America are odds. Come on, that can't be happening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so so yeah, Sega Forever. Hopefully, we get some news soon about Sega Forever, and and hopefully, Danny will also do some more amazing stuff. Uh, so as as we shared before, and Rafsig mentioned that you, I think uh, Dan mentioned that as well. He just posted, I think, last week. He's been at Sega for seven years, and he's not going anywhere. So he seemed positive it's about news, yeah. his position yeah. at, at Sega. So. And I, I trust, I do trust, it's like one of the very few industry people I can say, I trust Danny Russell. Whatever he is doing next, mm. uh, Danny, I, Danny I, I trust is going, Danny forever, hashtag Danny forever, hashtag save Danny Russell. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but uh, let's get, let's get Danny Russell for, no, that's another <laughs> thing. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm sure it's going to be great. Um, and he he really is passionate about the company, as passionate or even more than we all are. So that's why I say I trust him. But we'll see, we'll see what happens. Danny uh, for PM. <laughs> okay, not many words. Working, working. Never know. Hashtag save Marta Khan. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so thank you guys for for sharing your thoughts on this.
and that leaves uh, leads us to our final topic for for the evening, um, which is Sonic Superstars, which I think we all have uh, thoughts and feelings about. Apart from, I think, Dan, which shared his thoughts on a video uh, in the Sega Guys channel. And I saw some of it, but then I thought, no, I, I don't want to spoil this for, mm. for myself. I want to hear it during the show. So, um, but apart from that, I don't really know what you guys thought about the game. We haven't spoken about this before. Um, so, yeah. Lime, let's start with you. What's what are your feelings about Sonic Superstars? As I share some amazing footage uh, of an unknown gamer playing the game. Oh my gosh! Oh, you don't I die. mean, I yeah, <laughs> I probably did. Who is playing? Is it you? No, playing? no. Please don't focus on the gameplay. Focus on your thoughts <laughs> on the Sorry. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Thought, thoughts about the game. I, 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 I absolutely loved the game, and I refunded it. There yeah, there we go. <laughs> maybe I should explain why. Yes, and, um, and maybe you should explain that you bought it afterwards again. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was going to get to that. Uh, so the thing is, I, I, I got. Um, Sonic Superstars on on release day on PC, and I was so excited for it. Like, it looks amazing. It it um, controls uh, um, amazing. Um, but then I started like seeing lots of lots of bugs with with the version, and I got just got so disappointed like come on come on come on like basic things didn't work like the spin dash didn't charge up like it should like i i kept pressing that uh, that button and like only like a few of the times it, it would it would register and uh when i got a chaos emerald it showed us if i had every chaos emerald but i i i didn't and then i heard like i was streaming so people in chat told me like well I'm I'm using um, I'm playing this on another platform and I don't have the same problems there. So I was like, okay, I have a window now uh, to just like refund the game from from the PC and just like get in on get it on another console instead. And so I did that, and I didn't have those those problems anymore. Like the spin dash works, and then I could actually enjoy the game uh, for mm -hmm. what it was and. I mean, it's an amazing game. I absolutely uh, loved it. It had that level of creativity that I so crave sometimes, like gives you these surprising new things. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what I, I am allowed to so, mention. Um, so I, I thought we, we should do this like fairly... Um, fairly spoiler free but mm. but i don't want to like tell you guys to not talk about things that you want to so instead let's do a little spoiler warning spoiler alert so this is for people watching the 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 stream right now there's a spoiler alert at the bottom of the screen so while we will be talking about this there will be this spoiler alert for people listening 
spoilers start maybe now or maybe not. Uh, so oh, listen yeah. at your yeah, own yeah. risk. Um, and yeah. <laughs> so, so I thought. So what did you, you think? Feel like when nice. Tails died, like. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! My do gosh. tell. Do tell. <laughs> you left. You left at tails for dying. But, what? <laughs> tails is like my favorite character. I would never do anything to harm my 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 homie. Not at all. <laughs> But yeah, but there, there was like one specific part that, that had me just going, well done, Sonic team. This, okay. this, this was a very good idea. It took me very much by, by, by surprise. It made me just go like, what? And that when you reach the second act of the last stage in this story mode, and they just freaking rewind a yeah. whole stage. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely amazing. I had so much fun with, with, with that. And it challenges me. It, there, there, there are challenges in this game. Like, it's difficult. Finally, I, I feel like I, I, I could like beat just the story, not just 100% and feel like I have accomplished something now. I, I, I really like the fact that I need to like retry like bosses uh, several times to go like, oh, I'm going to make this, I'm going to make this. And then you get to the the very last parts and your heart starts uh, beating faster because you're not, you're like, oh, come on, come on. I'm so close now, so close now. Like that's the experience that I want. And that's what I got. And I am very happy uh, for that very much. Okay. Yeah. That actually took me by surprise a little bit. Uh, I thought you had no, 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 no. The uh, Lime's thoughts on the game. I thought he would be less positive than because I I shielded myself from watching him play Sonic Superstars because I knew we were going to talk about this today. So I I didn't want to spoil that for myself. <laughs> I was surprised. I won one one thing, like negative thing, that is like an absolutely to me baffling, unforgivable mistake that I do not understand at at all. Uh, that's one thing, though. Okay. Um, again, uh, this I'm gonna try like t t talking about this in like a the less spoily way that I can. Mm -hmm. um, there is a boss fight where um, you are um, you will be losing rings if you dash and so you don't want you 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 want to be very careful pressing that dash button mm -hmm. and um, like only use it like very sparingly because otherwise you're gonna lose lose rings and you're gonna die and so the game teaches you, to only use that button when you really need it and when you have the least rings then you really don't want to use it and then there comes a certain point where you're supposed to press that button when you have like at, at least i had like very very uh small amount of rings so now i'm the least likely to press the button the game doesn't tell you that this button suddenly does a completely different move. It just like switches that. Um, and you're just supposed to figure out that now that button does something else. 
but you're less likely now to try that because you the game has taught you that you want you 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 don't want to use that <laughs> yeah. that that button when you have so little little rings. So it's like game design wise here. Like game design is about teaching the gamer okay. what they need to do. This is the opposite of that. It teaches you like to not do the thing that you need to do. And I'm like, why is this a thing? Like what? Like at, at least have like an an image of uh, of of the button. Like telling that telling me that something has happened. Like why okay. is this? Like don't just switch on me like that. I, I especially I when it's seven minutes in. Yeah, <laughs> seven or eight indeed. minutes to get to that point. Indeed, and when Are you die there, about, you need to redo I, the I whole think thing. We we have the spoiler alert because I I'm I'm failing to remember that. Uh, is it like the? I don't the, think I've got the spoiler yet. Yeah, this is, is it the last of the last. Okay, okay, haven't got yep. that. I've so spoilers, right? Spoilers, right? So, yeah, yep. spoilers, spoilers over here. Like I'm not uh, saying I, I, I just story is. I'm I just not finished saying like trip story. Yeah. I haven't yeah, yeah, played yeah, the yeah, last yeah. story yet. So yeah, yeah. So I'm 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 trying to like okay, okay, not okay, okay. give too too many context clues here. I'm just like yeah. talking, trying to talk about what is relevant here, and that is the game playing, what the game teaches you, what you should do. Uh-huh. And how it just like switches that on you without even telling you that you should mm-hmm. do that, and just like going absolute opposite what it just has taught you to do. I, I, okay. I I'm so baffled, so baffled by that. Okay, um, in a good way. Other though, than that, were you saying that was a good thing? No, I think that that was, that, like that was the only little bad thing. Yeah, right. no, no, yeah, 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 no, no, no. That 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 is a baffle thing in a extremely bad way. Actually, it's, okay. I, I do, oh, yeah. do not understand why they would uh, teach you something, uh, and then mm-hmm. just like go against what they've just taught you without telling you that anything is different. Um, mm-hmm. It's yeah, I I don't understand that. Okay. Um, but overall, I absolutely love the game. The music had me singing and dancing on stream, mm-hmm. like, and actually just like um, yelling out in joy. And because I, I, I enjoyed the music so much, I'm like, this is so freaking awesome. Uh, so, yeah, I am. Play, High play, praise. play the game. High play praise. The, play the game. High praise. Indeed. Very good. Good. Once okay. I switched from what was the, to me, buggy version of PC, like your mileage may vary, uh, but on, on my, my platform, and I know that other people have this experience as well on PC, like the, like the, the basic things not even working. And I'm like, come on, can't I just get one title where they don't do this? <laughs> Come on, Sunny right. team, get your act together. Mm, I, I I didn't experience any of that playing on PC on on my Steam Deck, granted, but didn't really experience any kind of like game breaking bugs or anything. Uh, so yeah. Did you still have to mm. log into EGS, Casey, on Steam Deck? At the yeah yeah at the before they patched it yes. Ah. Yeah, into the Epic Games account yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh! They yeah. patched that away. Oh, I yeah, see. I yeah, yeah, that... yeah. You just, okay. you because ju- it didn't make sense, right? You, you don't want to. Yeah, no, no. Just like, want okay, to play well, the the, the single player mode. You don't need to to uh, log into your account. That's that's only something that you can... store exclusive. 
I think that's the platform they're using for the multiplayer. Um, like the, the right. infrastructure is based off the the, the Epic Games um, online infrastructure. Maybe the servers. I don't know. And so you do need an, an Epic Games account to to play online the multiplayer mode. But you don't really need there. It makes no sense to make you log into your account every time you boot up the game if you're just going to play offline. Right? Does it make sense? Is there- Thousands of people complaining about that, or oh yeah, times yeah, change. and people like oh, okay. refunding the game because of that and stuff. Like, really, too no, much, right. but okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I, to be honest, I thought I found that whole EGS and De Novo side of things really kind of uh, it's pretty pretty disappointing from Sega, if I'm honest. Um, I don't know why they insist on having De Novo and everything on PC, and then to tie it yeah. into EGS as well. Uh, it's just asking for trouble. So, yep. uh, and I imagine that's probably linked to a lot of Lime's issues. It's just quite disappointing. Um, we'll come on to my thoughts later, but I just wanted to say that. No, no, you can, whole, you, can, like, you can actually PTS do it now, stuff. Dan. Feel free to share. Go, go, go. Oh, oh, oh so what, please, <laughs> please do, please do. You have our full so what did I? So what did I think? Well, when I first did my impressions, you know, I played it for a few hours in the evening. Uh, and captured a bit of footage and put it on the channel. And my initial thoughts were, this is this is good. It's a nice, solid Sonic game. The music's, you know, I thought the music was hit or miss. Um, I wasn't keen on the visual style. And I just thought, yeah, it, it's good. It's, you know, it plays fantastic. It just needs a bit more, bit more to be a bit more adventurous in the level design. And that was based off the first three zones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I got to the fourth zone. And the game transformed for me. And I was thought, well, there's only going to be seven zones. And there was there was a few more than that. And to just kind of echo what Lime said, the game just just kept surprising me. And these fantastic mm. these fantastic ideas and touches uh, and zone ideas. And more and more, I just found myself falling in love with the game. Uh, I actually put something out saying that I love this more than Sonic Mania, just because it feels wow. so fresh. Um, okay. I think now with... Mania, obviously, is a fantastic game, but there's a lot of, there's you know, it's a it's a very nostalgic game. There's a lot of mm-hmm. old content in there, and sometimes if I want to play a game that's got the Hydrosity Zone in it, I'll play Sonic Three. If I want to play the you know, Chemical Plant Zone, I'll go to Sonic Sonic Two. But yeah, this is all new, new things. This is all mm-hmm. new content, and yeah, it, it gets a lot of stick for the bosses. And to be honest, yeah, I got a little bit frustrated, but the more I played them. The more I found, well, it's not—it's not the bosses. Yes, they're yes, they're long, but you know, it's it's me. I their their attack patterns you can you can spot and understand, mm-hmm. and then you slowly get better. And it just made the payoff when you finally beat them just so rewarding. And it just seemed like the more I played it, the more everything seemed to click. Uh, even the music, which I was kind of torn on first of all, just really started to grow on me because um, I. I you know, I liked T. Lopes' music. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't uh, a fan of uh, of Jun's kind of Sonic Four style songs. But the more I listened to them, the more the more I enjoyed them, and it just it just hit everywhere correctly for me. And it just feels like one of the best two D Sonic games I played. Um, I spent I sunk something like twenty four hours into it in in the space of a week. In the end, I loved it that much and couldn't put it down. Um, I think the only criticisms I'd have about it are one that final that final segment in the last boss uh which lion was mentioning and the visual style again still seems a little bit 
a little bit bland, a little bit safe. It feels like uh, the, the the new Super Mario Brothers of of the Sonic universe. You know, which it's it's new Super Mario Brothers looks from what we should have had was kind of of kind of a wonder looking game. But uh, or even you know it can't, the version I got came with the um, with the character skins that gave it like that anime cell shaded look. And I thought, oh, if the game looked like this, it would have been it would have been perfect. But those small niggles aside, I absolutely adored it and um, been going back to it almost daily. Just you know, unlocking you know, I, I, when I was collecting the coins, for example, I thought this is just a little pointless little exercise. And then I got. Uh, uh, I know we've got the spoiler sign on, but the the cyber <laughs> the cyber stage, and I was like, yeah. oh my god, this is like this is like Nirvana for me. This stage is perfect, <laughs> and the and the and the boss in that. I don't know if everyone's aware, but the boss in that takes the form of your kind of multiplayer avatar that you build using the coins. Yeah. I noticed and, that. Uh, <laughs> I noticed that uh, when playing. Oh, through does it? Trip I never story, built actually. anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wow, that's interesting. So, so then oh. I just became hooked on playing that zone again and again, <laughs> and then <laughs> collecting coins and then fighting different things over and over. I was like fighting Metal Sonic and all sorts, and oh, it was just it's it's just amazing. And I just find myself, I, I think I'm just going to keep going back to this for years to come. It's just astounding, and I just find the some of the critical reception of it a little bit unfair. I just think it's I think mm. it's absolutely top notch. Uh, I really do, uh, and hopefully mm. in time, I think people will come to appreciate it a bit more. Yeah. You mentioned the music and like the thing that I would like to add, add to that is that I, 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 I feel that the music is very uneven when it comes to like style slash quality. Cause like you have those stages that are like straight up like Sonic Force style music. And then you get other stages where there's like a completely different tone and quality to the music. Uh, and I, I feel like that's an un, uneven thing. And I, I kind of feel like with this graphical uh, art art style that it is, I really don't feel like a Sonic 4 style music fits here. Like it fit in mm -hmm. Sonic 4, in my opinion. But with this style, like it tries to like give that kind of retro feeling to something that isn't that retro. I, I don't feel there's a fit there for me. Yeah, I think uh, Rafsik just mentioned this and I, I was gonna talk about this as well. Um, it's because there are tons of composers across the soundtrack. So usually- Yeah, but, oh yeah, 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 right? yeah. I mean, and there they probably are didn't several all projects get the same where memo that's the case too. Or, no. or any memo at all, right? Like, like yeah, exactly. And exactly. Like, you need Superstars. a director or you need like to talk <laughs> about what style you need to do in, in that case. Yeah. Like, there are several projects where they have several composers and they make it work because like they they probably communicate to each other like about what style to do so like there's i, there's I feel like that's, that's the that... main main issue here is like lack of communication and lack of uh, like a, a, a direction a common direction to 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 that everyone was following uh i, I don't I... mind i don't mind the june tracks um that much I find that we are probably more critical of those uh, because of like the drum, the drum kit yeah, sound. Yeah, the the, the, the sonic yeah, drum kit is a big part on, of it. On yes. the Mega Drive, we had like it, it wasn't really that clear, that that clean. And that's why we love the the sound of that of those yeah. drums. But now that we have like the, a, a, a much 
crispier and cleaner version of that drum sound. We they, they, it doesn't sound as good. It, it's not yeah. like the sound that this we remember I, and love from from back in the day. I think that's the yeah. The but issue. like the, back in the day, they were like making the best out of what they have. Yeah. Now they are dumbing it down. Like that's the difference. Like yeah. you can like that's what yeah. Mm -hmm. They're not making the best of what what they have now. They're trying to dumb it down to make it sound like. But, when they but did they're the catchy. Best they could they're catchy, there. and they they. Yeah. I, so, I, I'm I'm with them. At first, I really didn't care too much for them. But as I played through the game and repeated the stages and stuff, they they grew on me. So and they are really catchy. Some yeah, I think it was. I think it was like Sonic Four PTSD for me. As soon as that, I think it's like the first <laughs> boss you get to, and you hear that drum go, and I was like, oh, for goodness' sake! Um, but then the more I played it. Um, I don't think the music for, for me. I didn't find the music as inconsistent. I thought that every theme mm -hmm. in the game was appropriate for the stage or area that it was representing, even the boss themes. And that's why the boss themes, once I've got over that Sonic Four sound, they actually yeah. grew on me an awful uh -huh. lot. And they seem everything seemed to make sense a lot more in the in the way that it was utilized. Yeah. It's it is quite an odd game. It's brand new, but it still references a lot of old Sonic stuff. You know, it's completely new themes and stages but then you've got a hydrosity sound jingle in the in the water stage you've got things like tail style <laughs> floating you. around thank you you noticed that too i said that on stream and chad was like no i don't hear it but i'm <laughs> listen to it it's very, it's very there. brief is that we have the rabbit as well which is yes, nice nice <laughs> really nice um yeah so uh just just before we before i i uh we we Asked James what his thoughts on on the game were. Um, I was going to mention something that I just forgot. I'm old. Oh yeah, the <laughs> rings. The rings. One thing that I I found interesting is that you have lo loads and loads and tons and tons of rings in this game, right? So you you are never really out of rings apart from like the uh, the boss battles and some specific moments. Um, you don't have a live system, so you have unlimited lives. Uh, whenever you collect 100 rings, you get medals instead of lives, which is like a bit reminiscent of Sonic Origins. Um, and I'm down for that. I, I really appreciated having like that feeling of every time you do something like turn on a switch or a couple of switches or turn over some panels, you unlock something and you get more rings and like... 10, 20, 30 rings at, at one point at the same time. I'm, I think that's, that's interesting. It's different from what we're uh, used to in, in a Sonic game, but I really enjoyed that. Uh, the, the experience, the thrill of getting a lot of rings and losing them quite often uh, as well, as I'm sure this footage uh, can, can. Uh, yeah, you're at you know, 150 rings. Almost. No, I'm, I'm no. going to lose them probably, you know, oh, in a, in a no. few seconds, but okay. Poor Casey. <laughs> so James, thoughts on Sonic Superstars? Yeah, so I think similar to Dan, like when I first started playing the game, I I, I could hear, like I'd, I'd seen it mentioned before, like the Sonic 4 comparisons and the art style, and, you know, like the, the soundtrack and stuff like that. Um, I was feeling that a little bit. I was like, you know, I struggled to get into it at first, um, although I really 
enjoy the bridge bridge shown as the first first stage i think it's a, a really cool introduction yeah. to the game it's like very green hill vibes but you know it's got quite a lot of unique gimmicks and that was like kind of kind of one of my i don't know if it's positive or a negative um for me i'm probably steering a little bit more in the negative aspect that there's so many stage gimmicks and i told you casey to record some footage of oh yeah was it the golden yeah this is this this yeah. the stage golden capital so, zone golden capital right so the best stage for me was the carnival stage the pinball mm -hmm. carnival i love that i love the the carnival the you know the casino vibes from sonic 2 uh, every time that they, they sort of have those don't mind uh, me trying type. to get hit that flipper <laughs> and, and failing yes those Sorry. casino type stages and and sonic games I, I love them so then when i got to the golden capital i was like ah oh, you know they're, they're reusing a lot of these things again uh, mm -hmm. kind of felt like really out of place and i don't know if you're going to get to it eventually casey if you can get up there but i just felt like as the stages went on i started to forget the stages that had come before it just because there's so many gimmicks that i was like well what stage was what because mm. you know you've got all these things going on mm -hmm. like like i say you've got that pinball introduction to the stage and then you've got these weird climby block things that you know you've seen in all the sonic games like they've taken elements from like all of the sonic games and sort of mishmash them together so in a moment in the stage, it goes from all that to sort of like a Mr. Driller segment where you're drilling through the floor oh, yeah. and then you come out of that section and then there's like a, a thing that you stand on and Sonic goes to the back platform and it's kind of like tiny Sonic in a sense, that the way that that plays. It's like in the background. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then you yeah, come out of there and yeah. I think it might be like Act 2, there's like a rocket and then there's like a train segment and then there's like these electric beam things where Sonic's going over here. Mm. And I felt like that could be a positive for the game because it's so unique. But for me, it was kind of like a negative because it was like it was so stop-starty and like yeah. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what what's going on with this gimmick and... You know, in a Sonic game, especially something like Sonic 2, where you can like dash through an act in like two minutes and it feels amazing. It feels like you planned it out perfect that you can bounce on this enemy and enemy. You know, and you see these speedrunners, they've got it down to a T. I worry for a speedrunner. I'd love to see one playing this game because just getting up this thing is a struggle for you, Casey. You know what I mean? There's, there's, there's stuff in the way. It's like, how, how can you plan out a route? I'm, I'm getting frustrated just from these, watching this. Sorry, James. When you've got all these gimmicks like throwing at you constantly. Um, but again, is that a positive? Because it's like, it, it makes this game stand out mm -hmm. from the rest. And I was, I was trying to think if I'd never played a game like Sonic 3 and someone handed me Sonic 3 and I played it, would I have the same feeling? Is it like an age thing? Is it like, would I would I think like, oh, you know, this act is, it's got all these gimmicks mm -hmm. as I, I kind of do here. I don't know if it's because those classic Sonic games are so, you know, you, you can play them like the back of your hand kind of thing. Whereas this yeah. is a whole new experience. That's a, that's a good point. That's a good question. Yeah, and uh, I did find when I got to Trip's story and I was playing for the stages again, then things did start to click. So I think it is that sort of like 
initial shock of having such a unique Sonic game that's trying to be classic Sonic, but it's trying to incorporate a million different things to try and keep it fresh. Mm. Uh, I know Dan mentioned like that as a positive, like it feels like a fresh Sonic game. And I think it does take a bit of time for an old school Sonic fan who, you know, that you, you know, the original games like the back of your hand to sort of get into this, this brand new experience. And actually I, I started to enjoy trip story more than I did my first playthrough because mm -hmm. a lot of the things that were like annoying me, like, how do I get up here? You know, I'm pinging around here off there. And then you turn in into this, you know, this next stage gimmick, this, you know, yeah. Miniature yeah. Sonic kind of vibe. Um, I, things start I, to click. I agree. I, this is, this is probably the one, uh, zone that I don't get, uh, mm. and and the one that I feel the way that you just just mentioned. It's spent all over the, the place. Game. I don't really um, get why. Really, really, it's your favorite yeah. zone. Because I I, I think zone. this could be like one act of the pinball carnival zone, and I wouldn't mind. But being an an entirely mm. different zone with two acts. Um, I mean, I like the, the like sort of, um, magic carpet, uh, segment <laughs> that yep. leads into the boss, uh, one of the oh, boss right. fights. Yeah, yeah. like mm. reminded me of Aladdin on the Mega Drive yeah. a lot. Um, <laughs> but, uh, the, the stage itself is like a, the, the flipper situation, the, the whole rings, all lots of rings, which is a plus, I think it's nice. But it feels like this could have been a segment or an act of the pinball carnival zone without needing to be its own uh, separate zone. But it's mm. the I mean, one yeah. the yeah. one stage that I feel like that about. Um, but, but yeah, I do understand what, where you're coming from with that. Yeah, and, and obviously you've also got what feels like each act just takes an age. Um, again, could be considered positive. Like you've got these longer stages and you've got loads of acts. Um, but when you, you keep dying and you there's like a lot of obstacles towards the end of the game, I was spending like 20 minutes on an act just because it's, you know, the act probably takes eight minutes to clear it. And if you keep dying, obviously you, you keep getting reset back to, to certain aspect so it took me by surprise actually how long the game actually took me to beat on my initial playthrough um mm. i've seen people having like on if you go on youtube and you type in like sonic superstars playthrough and the runtime's like two hours 53 minutes and you know i'm, I'm pretty sure it was like double that for me so <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i get you um i think one thing that's that's worth mentioning is this game is easier if you use the the powers, the emerald powers, so I don't yeah. think this is a spoiler or anything. They've they've advertised this a lot. Um, so as as you collect the 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 the, the chaos emeralds uh, in special stages, uh, each emerald uh, unlocks a special power. Right, you have like the one that's been advertised the most, which is like the clone system, the clone power. Uh, there's like a rocket one, uh, one that lets you float in water or like swim through waterfalls or stuff. Um, and I think, especially for boss fights, 
And that's something that I realized with the, the final boss of the, f the first story mode. Um, it's much easier and quicker if you use the Emerald Powers. I usually don't or didn't before that. Uh, and so, because like I'm used to playing Sonic the regular way, the, the original way, you just have Sonic and the characters and you just jump or use their like double jump feature or gliding or whatever, and that's it. But uh, when it's like uh, an almost like 10 minute boss fight it turns into probably two or three minutes or less if you use the Emerald Powers. Uh, it's just like kind of, you have to relearn how to play Sonic, classic Sonic with this game a bit. That's yeah. what I feel. And that's not like, exactly a bad thing, in my opinion. Mm. Uh, I like what Lime said, how they don't really tell you some things as well. I know that occasionally you'll get like a prompt. You can use your Emerald Power here. Yeah. But and if, a lot it, of you don't need to select the, the Emerald Power there. If you just press the the, the yeah. Emerald Power button. Yeah, yeah. It's a very neat thing. Yeah. When it's really yeah, cool. It's a, 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 a I really like cool that implementation. Yeah. But there is a lot of like trial and error. I, I yeah. found in, in Sonic Superstars, you, you kind of have to experiment. And that's good in a way because it's, you know, there's a lot of like, it gives you a good feeling, like Lime said, when you finally defeat the end boss because it's such a hard end boss. And I believe there's even an end, end boss that I've not got to. <laughs> um, but it did make me think like this was the type of game that on the surface I could probably introduce to my daughter. But then I was, I was playing it. And I'm dying a lot, you know, I'm like, <laughs> there's, there's no way a four-year-old's going to be able to get on with this. I don't think she'll be able to kill Egg Fortress Eggman. <laughs> yeah. With some practice. Yeah. I, I'm Maybe. actually I, I'm actually curious. I think uh, I was listening to the, the latest episode of the Sega Guys, and I think, Dan, you mentioned playing with your daughter? Yeah, Carson? I played with my daughter. We only played yeah. the first few zones. Um, How did that go? And then it, it went all right. I mean... The thing is, the co-op's not great in it, uh, mm. to be honest, because you kind of, if they fall off screen, they kind of just, you press A and they appear right next to you again, um, which was fine for, for her because she's quite young. So she was just like, oh, I'll press on and all of a sudden I'm running, running next to, to dad again. Um, the implementation isn't great, but it's, it's, it's fun and it's, it's nice that it's in there. It's not too dissimilar to, you know, having tails running by your side in the in the sonic games of old um it could have been better um obviously mario does it pretty well but it, it it's good enough um as i say we didn't get onto the tough the tough levels she did actually die on the first the first axe boss with the giant shark that comes out um yeah. she didn't run fast enough so um yeah it's it probably isn't the ideal sonic game for beginners but i don't know i'm conflicted on this because it's quite easy to sit here and, and say, you know, having to relearn stuff and having to go through trial and error to get there, uh, because you do. But then I think, well, it took me absolutely forever to get through Sonic the Hedgehog 2 back in the day. You know, I remember mm -hmm. being stuck on Oil Ocean Zone for, for months uh, and not knowing how the cogs worked in the Metropolis Zone and all that sort of stuff. So. And it's it's quite hard to say is this the same thing or is it or is it different? Um, I'm leaning towards saying it's it's the same thing. It's given us the opportunity to, you know, if you look at Sonic Advance, which I love, but that wasn't an awful lot new. Same with similar with Sonic yeah. Mania, whereas this is you're kind of having to rethink what you're doing with Sonic here, which I, I think is a good thing. Um, things like the zones being quite long, 
Um, they were, but then I, I think Sonic Mania was yeah, just as guilty of that. Because um, I, I, in all my years of playing Sonic, I'd never got a time over until I played Sonic Mania. <laughs> um, but <laughs> like, <laughs> but um, yeah, well, what's that last song called in Sonic, Sonic Mania? I, I always get a time over on that one. A Titanic Monarch. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this one, there's no time. There's no. There's no time limit. And the, 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 yeah, the, there's no time limit. That's a good shout. Yeah, there. Yeah, and and the the infinite lives, I think works as well. I thought it worked in Origins because you either don't have enough lives or you get so many lives that it's just pointless having some. So yeah. that, and for me, when I'm playing Sonic Three and Knuckles, I end up with once you do the special stages, you end up with about fifty lives anyway. Yeah. So. I think it can be quite approachable. I think there is that big difficulty spike once you get to the final, especially once you get to the final boss. Um, and you need a lot of patience for that. Obviously, you've got unlimited attempts at it, um, but it is That's quite tough. Yeah. I suppose but it is like, still, with, yeah, if on. you had lives, it would be a nightmare, wouldn't it? Having to restart oh, yeah. the first, mm. first stage, oh, imagine. I'll tell you what, when I was doing Trip Story, though, it, I had locked my quick resume on my Xbox failed twice, so I had to go back to the beginning of the act. So that was another five minutes on top of getting to the boss. Oh, at least it wasn't <laughs> the whole game. <laughs> no, no. Oh, gosh, yeah, can you imagine? Trip, trip story definitely is hard mode, right? So, yeah. Like, and, and a bit unfair at times, I would say. Um, that That's so I generally speaking like the, the, the level design some odd decisions here and there but generally speaking i i do enjoy, i i've seen people complain about that not really sure if i agree but trip story with the added um egg robos robos here and there uh where did they and, learn to shoot so well yeah and like, like <laughs> they never fail they you have like limited very limited uh, amount of time to like if you get hit to run away from them or, you know, just evade them. It's very hard. Uh, and there, there are the, the pitfalls next to those, and it makes it a little bit frustrating at times. Um, but apart from that, I think level design is fairly uh, good and enjoyable. Yep. Overall, is this, yeah. however, with all this talk about difficulty and stuff, is this, could this be a game? That was made. Yes. It is a game that was made. Yes, I, <laughs> I agree. I agree. Uh, could could this be a game that was made for like us, for veteran Sonic players that I, needed a, I, a new challenge and to relearn the game or something? I don't know what it is about Sonic Team this year. Have you guys all played the Final Horizon for Sonic Frontiers? <laughs> yeah. Yes. King Coco's <laughs> trial can go to hell. I swear to God. Oh, oh my gosh. I, oh my I, gosh. I absolutely hated that update for that for that trial on the last boss. And I was just like, right, that's done. I'm never touching that again. <laughs> I don't know what it is about Sonic games and having ultra hard final bosses now. But mm. um, I mean, I, I, when it comes to that, like, I guess, like for me, I, I don't mind that it was difficult it's just that when it's difficult it puts a lot more um the, the demands on the gameplay 
and feedback, like knowing what you need to do. And I feel like that what I had the most difficulty with was to parry, to get those perfect parries. Yeah. And I feel like for me, I, I didn't get feedback if I was like too late, too early. I was like, when am I supposed to do this? Like there are these movements are like very arbitrary, like when they are going to actually hit. And so I feel like for me, that's where the, the, frustrating difficulty came from because I didn't know what to do. Like I, I don't mind difficulty, but when I'm confused about, because I don't get the feedback that I need to do the yeah. difficult thing, then it's, yeah. Yeah. Final Horizons boss fights are a complete mess. Uh, that, that's how I feel about it. You don't get the feedback. I had to go on YouTube, find a guy that said, right, what you have to do is spam the, the spam the bounce attack because they're, are officially hard because they down they you remo they remove all your level ups they put you down to level one they put this time limit on there yeah. you still have to do the really monotonous which is really epic you know the boss fights in the base game are my favorite bits but when you do King Coco's troll and you're having to climb up the Titan's leg again for the hundredth time because you've got a time over on the on the uh, on the wyvern it gets really frustrating and you, you're like well how can I how can I do this faster and it was really frustrating. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is that Sonic Team are doing to make the bosses so hard. However, what I found was that as hard and as long as the boss fights in uh, Superstars was, I found that they were just really fair. Um, now yeah, there were yeah, yeah. there were occasions where at the end, the, the like the the final egg Robo boss starts swinging his arms out, and that caught me off guard. I was like, oh, "What's this now?" And the same with with um, Trips boss. All of a sudden, has this attack that they throw at you at the end. But that aside, mm -hmm. and the length does make it a bit kind of kind of difficult to get to to kind of prepare for it. But you get it's it's almost like you can see yourself in a montage. If you if you recorded all of your attempts, and you slowly start getting better and better yeah. and learning from every single mistake. And that's what I found so wonderful. When you finally got that victory, it was like, yes. And it was so satisfying. Yeah. Whereas with Frontiers, I was like, thank God that's over. I'm never touching yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> like like for, 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 for Frontiers, I, I needed to go to, to, to YouTube and like frame by frame, check and learn <laughs> the, the movement of Vyvern specifically. So like get a feel at all for when I needed to parry or not. I, I, I should not have to do that. That should be a, a feedback that is clear from, from the game. So I felt that's really where they failed for me, at least. Yeah. 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 Like, let's like turn the game into a Souls game <laughs> for the DLC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think, I, like you say, I, the, the hard, yeah, hardness mm -hmm. comparison there is a, it's a good, like, Frontiers is an example of it being just annoying. It's, you know, yeah, there's it's, a fair it's, difficulty it's and there's annoying. an unfair difficulty. Yeah. That's the difference for me. Whereas, yeah, like, you, you feel like if you fail, it's your is fault. It's enjoyable. Not... Yeah. Yeah, 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 it is. It is, yeah. yeah. If you practice, if you learn the, the, the boss, the, the patterns. And for example, I was playing uh, Trip's final boss earlier, and um, I I was just hitting, so not, not to spoil anything, but you, you can hit the, the boss. Uh, the first form of that boss is like you have two you can ways. oh my gosh you can wow, yeah. that's amazing <laughs> spoilers uh, there are two two moments when you can hit the the boss I was just hitting the boss in in one moment. 
because oh, I was yeah. afraid mm. to try. But then I got, I was getting like frustrated. I, I keep dying and this is taking too long. Maybe I can like risk hitting it here when it's like charging down. Uh, oh, and I can hit it and it's it's good. It's like, it actually makes it easier. So if you which, take which your time, the uh, trip's final boss, the-, the Oh. Mm. Yeah, so the first form of that boss, you can yeah. hit it two different moment in two different moments and that makes it mm. easier but you have to try it you have that game doesn't really tell you that obviously it's sort of like a cooldown right because i feel like obviously in the original sonic games you could oh yeah find an exploit yeah. and bounce, <laughs> never bounce, mind bounce, that bounce, no, bounce, no 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 and defeat it but here there's like there's an invincible ability for like 10 seconds after you hit them or something yeah you can you can hit the the bosses like once every Cycle. moment they're they're there they're in the in a specific place there's no time to hit them twice usually uh bar a few exception, exceptions but that's fair actually because that's what happens with mm. you if you get hit you get like a a few seconds <laughs> of invincibility right so that's kind of fair <laughs> i was th thinking about this earlier they made it fairer but uh yeah i i wanted to give a shout out to the final the final boss of the f f first story mode uh, the yeah. music, it's, it's like Fantasy Star Online 2 music. What's up with that? It's amazing. And, and mm. Trip's final boss music is also amazing. Uh, not if sure if- a spoiler alert, can we talk yeah. about that fantasy? That I was about to say, I was about to say exactly <laughs> that. <laughs> you, made yes. me, you made me remember it. I wanted to, yes, yes, yes. So feel nice. free to gush about this, please. Oh, I, this I love is... I know. <laughs> Super fancy zone. It's like my favorite Mega Drive game. So when this, I was trying to compare it a little bit. I was like, oh, okay, the the actual gems on the things don't change color when you're hitting them. But other than that, it's like spot on. Oh, that's true. That's it. Yeah, the the color. The, there's no color change. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, but I, I loved it. As I don't know why I'm getting hit so much. An entire I got stage the achievement for not getting dedicated to this. Hit. And and the funny thing is, like, I guess a lot of the new players to it probably won't even know. Fancy yeah. zone, right? So, yeah, 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 yeah. In a sense, this is kind of like reusing a little bit of the Sega heritage that we spoke of yeah. earlier. Yeah, like Rafsig is saying, this is like the Puyo throwback in Sonic Mania. Yeah, but, that's right. But yeah, yeah, more yeah, Sega, right? Like the, because the Puyo one it's was even like better. <laughs> Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, so it's secondly Sonic. This is definitely pure Sega and not not Sonic. Uh, and I I do love this. Yeah. Yeah, See, I, 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 yeah, sorry. Yeah, I was gushing over it when I got to it. Um, I, I, you know, as soon as I saw the, the the bar at the bottom indicating where the uh, where the enemies were, I knew what it was, and I was just, <laughs> I was just oh my god, it's fantasy zone, and I was loving it, and I was like, oh, I'm gutted that's over, and it got to the boss, and then the boss came up, I was like, oh my god, yeah. and then the other boss came up, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, this is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this boss. Yeah. When I saw that, I was, I was just completely fanboying out of my mind on it. It was amazing. I can hear the fancy zone music as, as I'm watching the footage as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, so thought, definitely, this is a this this was a highlight, and it actually um, is a, a good intermission from the like the main game because you were about to enter the final stage, the final zone, yeah. which is like more challenging than uh, some of the stuff you've you've played before. Especially that second act when everything is in reverse, uh, but this is a nice intermission. If and if you're a Sega fan, and again, this is one of the reasons why I think this was 
a bit made for us, right? For the older mm. Sonic mm. fan, Sega fan that would get the reference. Because, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, uh-huh. it's true. So that that's why that's why and definitely a, a so, highlight for yeah. me. Uh, uh, about that, <laughs> <laughs> see when you were talking on Discord about what to talk. Oh no, you're on the <laughs> when you were talking about oh yeah yeah, what are we going to have, uh, talk about when it comes to Sonic Superstars? Like, what can we talk about? Spoilers and 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 stuff. And you were talking about the Fantasy Zone, and I'm like. Oh, there's a new Sonic stage that I haven't gotten to yet. Like the Fantasy Zone. Like they're, <laughs> okay. they're, they're all called zones, right? <laughs> so I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to get to something. Little did I know that I already had it and I did not get the reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Fantasy Zone. Definitely a game you should check out. This, this actually, the first stage, definitely more like Super Fantasy Zone, but, you know, the first stage yeah. of... I think most fantasy zone games is a bit the same. So, and one thing that I, even the, the, the detail of you would only get the ring, not the coin, but the ring, if you kill like all three anim, um, enemies, mm-hmm. right? So just like in, in fantasy you, zone. You defeat the boss, loads of rings. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah, then cool. you don't have enough time to, to collect, just like in the original. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> definitely fun. a highlight definitely a highlight yeah. oh when I, when I got to the zone I was like oh my god this game went to a 10 out of 10 <laughs> <laughs> for sure for sure yeah. yeah so I think all in all uh, and I, I wasn't actually anticipating this at all I thought we would get like mixed uh, feelings here in this panel but apparently we're all very positive about this game you thought i was gonna trash the game i thought so a little bit yeah i thought so i thought i thought especially but yeah, when you're annoyed at the spin dashes and stuff and and then on <laughs> yeah. the same day playing bloody mario <laughs> yeah yeah that did um, happen that that did happen big uh, yes indeed because <laughs> the game was like so glitchy i would i was like yeah no I'm going to refund the game. And uh, so what should I play? I mean, we're going with a Mario game. Yeah, well done, Sonic team. You made me play a Mario game on Sonic Superstars release day. Well done. I was so disappointed. I was so angry. Yeah. But yeah, it all turned out well. I, I have I have a hot take here. Maybe it's not a hot take because this is a Sega podcast. But um, I'm enjoying Sonic Superstars more than Mario Wonder. Uh, which is a, a brilliant game. I and I know I think I know what it is because I prefer the gameplay of a classic Sonic game over the gameplay of a, a classic Mario game. Don't get me wrong, Mario Super Mario Brothers Wonder, I think it's the full title, is a wonderful game. No pun intended. It is. It is fun. It is beautiful. It plays well. It's like those Wonder Seed moments. Um, it was a very creative idea. I like if, that idea. Yeah, it is creative, but the whole—I don't know—the it drags on a bit too much, which is funny because we're talking about Sonic Superstars being at times a bit longer than it should be. But I feel like the pacing of uh, Sonic Superstars is m- more my thing. I don't know if that mm-hmm. makes sense or not. Um, 
And I was a little bit concerned when both games were released on the same week. <laughs> that, uh, and I, I guess that happened, right? So uh, Wonder probably uh, overshadowed uh, the superstars a little bit, uh, which is to be expected. But superstars is more of a KC game than than Wonder. I I would say. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Superstars is more of a Dan game as well. Good. <laughs> but if you enjoy, enjoy Mario Wonder more than Sonic Superstars, nothing wrong with that. Get out of here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Yeah. So, nothing so, <laughs> wrong with that, but you're not welcome here. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. But all in all, all in all, I think, guys, so if you would have to give to score this game out of 10, this is never an Eight. easy question. Yeah, for me, it's a solid nine. It's not perfect. Um, it's not as good as the the original Mega Drive classics, um, but it's 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 brilliant, and I think it's probably the closest we've got to the kind of the gameplay, the combination of the gameplay and the creativity of the of the level design uh, and the whole end to end experience. I think it's the closest we've got to that era to that era so far, um, and just edges out Mania just on you know, the, the newness of it because it's, it is a f fully new experience. So it's a nine out of 10 for me. Okay. Yeah. I, I say eight, just, I mean, it, it, it's great and it's getting better the more I play it, but I'm not sure if I would ever consider it a classic game. Like I would, would think as fondly about it in 20 years time as I do about the original Sonic games. Um, but that again, that just could be down to age um, I'm not sure. And Mania, I preferred the bonus stage in Mania, the the Sega Saturn esque. Um, the bonus stages and Superstars not great in my opinion. Um, at first, like you were saying, Casey, because there's loads of rings. I'm a sucker for going into any portal I see, and I was getting a bit sick of that Sonic One bonus stage. I was I felt like yeah, I was playing that right. more than mm -hmm. I was playing the game. I'm not really fond of that with. either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but. So, but yeah, it is a thing. Yeah, I skipped them, and then you've got obviously the swingy Chaos Emerald stages, which are a little bit better. But again, yeah, those I like. Not as good as the main ones for me. So yeah, I'd probably give it an eight overall. Mm -hmm. Okay, Lime. I'm gonna go with a seven. Actually, I uh, I seven. I do love that it has like basically like this sonic mania level of creativity like you do feel uh that they um like it did well when when it when it comes to that i absolutely love that um much of the music is is awesome it, it controls well and it looks beautiful it's still a little too buggy for 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 me to like get it higher than a than a seven like even on the ps ps5 that i played it on on later still found myself like suddenly getting to somewhere i was not not before on the like um, where, where you go through the stages mm. uh what oh, do you call it? The, the, oh, the the the, 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 the overworld yeah, the yeah I, 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 I found myself like getting to the store and when I came out of the store I was somewhere somewhere completely different I was like up in the 
in 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 the space in front of the last stage. Okay. And uh, like not in this like uh, Eggman vehicle. I was suddenly there, and I was like, oh, "Where do I go from here?" So I went left, and I just fell down through the floor and just like fell through infinity, and that was mm -hmm. still there. And it's like like it's 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 um, still a bit buggy, a bit unfinished when it comes to QA for me to give it like the high score that it would have gotten otherwise. I do feel like the soundtrack is a little une uh, uneven. There are like some um, choices there that I might not uh, agree with. Agree with. I, I don't agree with the Sonic 4 style uh, to that kind of graphical style for me personally. So those things kind of uh, take it down for me. Okay, fair, fair. I'm... I'm uh torn between an eight and a nine. I don't think it's quite up there for a nine, yet I'm like eight and a half, 8.5 out of 10, I think. I think, uh, I think it was Dan who said that, that he sees himself like coming back to this game for years to come, right? Uh, I, I see myself, that was one of my initial thoughts upon reaching maybe halfway of the through the the first story, uh, I, I I was thinking to myself, this is fun. I'm enjoying myself. It's not exactly a classic Sonic game, which Mania is. Mania is like a one to one, uh, you know, uh, reproduction of the of the the classic games, uh, not just in terms of art style, but even like the the way that the characters control. This one feels like what we can expect going forward. And I don't mind, to be honest. I, Me neither. I don't know uh, if I... I, I love I, that direction. I think I'm satisfied with having Sonic Mania. I don't, I'm not saying I wouldn't love having Sonic Mania 2, but uh, if they're going with something new like this, if they can like tweak it a little bit more, make it even tighter and keep keep working on this formula, a little bit like Sonic Frontiers, right? We, we said this before. It's like the beginning of something new and fresh and interesting and exciting. That's how I feel in terms of 2D Sonic with Sonic Superstars. So I think an 8.5 out of 10, uh, very close to nine. That's that's how I feel about this game. I, I would like to try out the, the co-op at some point um, mm -hmm. to, to see how that works as well. But Let's do that together at some point. Yeah, I would love to should. do that as well. We should. And um, but for the main, the meat of the game, like the single player mode, yeah, definitely up there, mm. almost up there with the classics. Um, and I would love it if people who have been watching reviews online or reading stuff and have like you know have been refraining themselves from from getting this game, I would love it if people would give it a try in. in Try it from, for themselves. I, I know this is not for everyone, but probably for more people than it's been advertised. I One of the, yeah. the, the reviews that was got a lot of heat was the IGN one, as per usual. Um, and I kind of feel bummed when people say, when people review 2D Sonic games and say, Sonic is about speed. No. It's not exactly about speed. That's that's a modern 
misconception about Sonic, I think. It's about momentum, it's about platforming, like feeling tight controls, and occasionally, you know, you go fast, right? That's that's true. Uh, but it's it's and that's the thing that happened to me when I try to make it about speed, when I like just like <laughs> let's just go forward without looking. That's when I suck at the game. So it's not really about speed. It's about momentum, it's about tight controls. Um, and this it's also about exploring. Like yeah, there's a lot of exploring going on. There as are well. usually more than just one path, right? You can yeah. So that this is in this game, so yeah, yeah. I think the thing about Sonic is the thing about classic Sonic and a good Sonic game is speed isn't something that you have; it's something that you earn. It's something exactly. you earn through mm. memorization and uh, and understanding the mechanics, the level design, and the physics. Sure. It's not something that you. This misconception that you just hold right and Sonic runs fast is yeah, mm. it's completely wrong. <laughs> you have to earn that speed yeah. to get through the record, rec the levels in record time. Yeah, and that's what makes it so satisfying as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so go play Sonic Superstars, people. Go play Sonic Superstars. I think that's the message here. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yep. Definitely, know, yeah. definitely give it a try. And with that, no more spoilers. Spoiler alert is gone, right? <laughs> so the last boss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, so yeah, thank you guys. Thank you very much for if we, we've gone over the two-hour mark as we usually do on uh -oh. these kinds of shows, but it's okay. I think we we had a, a very nice chat about interesting Sega stuff. So instead of doing the usually th usual thing that I do at the end, which is like, where can people find you? People can find you online, and we'll have the links in the show notes. So instead of that, I wanted to ask you, what is something uh, that you've done on your Twitch channel, website, YouTube channel, whatever. What is something that you are very proud of and would like to promote mm. to make people go watch your stuff? So let's go right to left this time. So let's start with Dan. Dan. Sorry something to put you on the spot like, like this. Oh, okay. Off the top <laughs> of my head, I'm going to say currently myself and my partner, James the Sagaholic, uh, we're working on a, a, a review series. Um, so we're going through classic Sega games on a weekly basis, something that we're proud of because uh, hopefully it's nice, bite-sized, enjoyable reviews, uh, introduced uh fans of Sega games, the classics, and maybe some games that they haven't played. So that's something we've got a playlist. We've got a new episode every every Sega Saturday. Uh, so definitely something that I hope people check out. Excellent. And lots of content on your YouTube channel, right? So do check out the Sega guys, people. We also have James Brown. Hello, James. So what is something that you're really proud of? Uh, really proud of, yeah. On the spot, I'd have to probably say the, the podcast that we do, the Shimmer Show, we've got just finished editing a brand new episode that's going to be airing on Radio Sega this coming Monday from 8pm. And um, it's actually uh, quite a lengthy <laughs> one. I think we went over three hours. So if you like nice Shamu and um, you like listening to uh, a never-ending show, that's probably a good one for you. And it's actually part two of a series that we're doing on the Shamu 3 Kickstarter updates. We're going back through each individual Kickstarter update and there's 134 and uh, yeah, we managed to get through 30 of them and uncovered some interesting stuff actually that I'd, we'd, we'd forgotten about and potentially 
just glossed over at the time. Um, there was this one screenshot of something that we saw within a video of Yu Suzuki talking that had us uh, chatting for a little bit about. So yeah, if you're interested at all in that, check that out this coming Monday. And um, we'll also have a video counterpart going live on Tuesday. And we're actually streaming tomorrow night. So uh, if you're interested in that, it's the a day early because it's actually my wedding anniversary as the fourth. This oh, week, congrats. So. <laughs> Congratulations. Congrats. So we're yeah. doing it a day Show early. Off that so ring. You want to... Show off that ring. Yes. There we go. <laughs> Nine years. <laughs> so shiny. Yeah. So if you want to celebrate, yeah. let's get Shemu for uh, like Shemu day with us. You can join us tomorrow, tomorrow night. Excellent. Excellent. That's it. Thank you. And lime reversed hello yeah so for for those of you who don't know uh i i started streaming with what i call a uh my untrusted sidekick miranda that uh started as a um random word generator like just like putting word like actually randomizing words into sentences so you get these hilariously absurd sentences that we just have very fun with and i react to that and like basically have a conversation with the sidekick, sidekick it's, it's a I bit built. like like the conversation system in shenmue oh <laughs> <laughs> that we talked about earlier oh yeah 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 i see what you mean there i see what you mean so lately uh i have um uh learned and gotten the know-how to uh, implement an uh, actual AI into Miranda. Miranda has been called like uh, an AI of several, uh, like from the beginning, mm -hmm. they're not actually that, um, but they kind of functional, function as it. But now they actually freaking are uh, oh my an God. AI. We're all and gonna that's die. Amazing. So what, what, I've, what I have, um, <laughs> Yeah. So <laughs> the how I how I've implemented right now is that uh, we for for those for those people who opt into this uh, we we save uh, their chat messages like sent in, in my stream. So then on on subs or on tips and such, uh, I then have Miranda uh, the a AI part look through the chat history. And I just and just um, ask me ask Miranda to give someone a compliment based on that, and um, it has turned out exactly as I hoped. It actually gives a personalized, like generated compliment to someone, and then actually references something that they've actually said like a month ago or something. Like who knows <laughs> how, how long. How long ago? And like re reminds, like you said this, and that was hilarious. That made me laugh, or that was very heartwarming. That really shows your dedication to you know whatever, and it's it's really really wholesome because most of it actually is actually true. Like that's what they've said, and that was actually like a good a wholesome thing that they said. So. I absolutely love that we're just generating personalized compliments to people, reminding us about the positive things that we do. And it's so freaking amazing.
because it feels so real because they are referencing actual messages that people have, have written. So that's uh, excellent. I'm, I'm so proud of that. Yeah, awesome. AI and, stalker. Yeah, so that, that's how they lure you in with compliments. And then at yeah, the yeah. end, ha, they chop your head off somehow. Yeah, Twitch. so people opt in to do this. So like it doesn't actually save your messages before they opt in. So that's the important part. You choose to be complimented yes. and to be taken over. Yes. Sounds good. Okay. And as for myself, the Sega Lounge, yes. we're here every week. Uh, we're into the final stretch of, of the show, of season seven of the show. Um, and let, next week, we'll be back with not live, a live show, but uh, a pre-recorded one with a very special guest. So if you're like James, appreciated Sonic Symphony, uh, you'll be pleased to know that we have Shota Nakama, the producer and guitarist and the mastermind behind it all, uh, on the show next week with a very Pretty interesting good. talk about Final Fantasy and... Uh, uh, and other non-Sega games, but Dragon <laughs> Quest. Uh, but okay, but it's all good because he talks about Sonic as well and, and Sonic music. Guys, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, thank a you. big thank special you, thank you to to Dan who uh, is is new around these these parts in terms of life the live shows. Um, yeah, and, uh, it was a pleasure to be able to talk to you uh, as well. I, I don't. We think have spoke before. Last year before. <laughs> Have we? Yeah, we have. We haven't seen each other before. You in that case. Oh, that's true. It's the first time I've seen you in that nice case. See, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a big shout there out to, to James as well, who is the other half of the Sega Guys. So please go watch the Sega Guys. Or if you're an old timer like me, listen, which is I usually do what I usually do. Uh, go scroll back to my uh, international podcast day uh, recommendations. You'll find the link. Yeah. Uh, definitely recommend the Sega guys to everyone who grew up with Sega and wants to reminisce on the the good times and you know talk about the the modern stuff as well. Lime, always a pleasure. Okay, same to you. Always a pleasure, James. This is practically your show now. <laughs> Thank you. With Lime, <laughs> yeah, Goodbye. yeah. Right now, yeah, probably. <laughs> Three big bosses. Yeah, so thank you very much for, for coming. For everyone listening, thank you. Remember to you know, just follow the podcast. If you are listening for the first time, thesegalounge.com slash follow is where you can find all the links to all the podcatchers. Choose the one you like. Do do it there. Terrorplayer.com, by the way, is, is an amazing resource for all of that podcast stuff. So do that. Uh, I, I'm still waiting for my check from Resident SD, hopefully coming in, in post soon uh, for all the advertising. And remember, follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash the Sega Launch for uh, notifications when we go live with these sort of shows and, and gameplay sessions. It was a pleasure to be in your company my good gentleman here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Have a, a great evening, everyone. And the Sega Lounge will be back next week. Bye-bye, guys. Bye. 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 No money till you read the correct copy. Damn you, Resident SD. <laughs> <laughs>
Find them at opusciencecollective.bandcamp.com. Got any suggestions? Drop me an email to podcast at thesegalounge.com. Find us at The Sega Lounge on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find previous episodes of the show by going to thesegalounge.com and wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Mixed on Productions podcast.